0: Oh oh what happened? what happened? Hi, welcome, 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 welcome to your aunties could never and this is a very special episode, very, 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 very special episode. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with.
1: Who you here with? Are you talking you here with? Auntie to Farrah, you oh, why is Auntie Farah, you <laughs> still here? Auntie Farah, oh, she's still in the waiting room. It's oh it's
2: she's on screen.
0: Okay, Auntie <laughs> Lana. Auntie Shadé. Wait, Auntie Farah, are you back? Hold on. No, she's yeah. not back.
3: Hopefully, not back.
0: This is so weird, but she's back with us. She's never left. She's never <laughs> left. <laughs> all right, I don't want to introduce a special guest, even though he's here. Before we go, uh, you know, Uncle, now, Uncle Jeff is really Jeff not there. Uncle Jeff, what have you done? This is your fault. Not it, no, because it, it, every time it pops up, it blocks my face. I'm in there Okay, Can we, all right, let's try this again. Yeah. I'm Andy,
4: okay, and I'm here with. Auntie frustrated by being put in the waiting room every single week for the last (laughs) month or so when we go live.
3: Auntie (laughs) Nana. Auntie Shade.
1: And our special guest. Um, The reason, if you see my name, it's because whenever I'm out and about, people often mistake me for some guy. I don't know him, but apparently he's an actor. His name's Denzel Washington. And apparently people say that he and I are twin brothers. So. I don't know how and why he's allowed to cash in on my fame, but you may have heard of him. So that call me Denzel for the afternoon. No problem.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm
1: so honoured. You know, I don't think these ladies understand. I am so, so honoured as Jeff Schumann to be invited on this particular podcast, which I believe is the absolutely best representation of black women anywhere in the United Kingdom. Absolutely first class. And they are. I'm so looking forward to it. I didn't sleep last night. You us, us. It was like it's getting on cool. the first date. Like when, I, like when I used to go with the tennis player, Serena Williams, and I broke up with her because <laughs> she was after my she was after my money. But, you know, it's, this is just wonderful to be with articulate, able, bright, funny, eloquent uh, black women. Oh, it's a dream come true.
0: Oh. It's a dream come true to have you, Mr. Legendary Jeff Schumann in the house, comedian, yeah. radio host, social activist, philanthropist, All this type of stuff. We're going to get into your business. We are definitely going to get into your business a bit later. No problem. And we're going to be delving and giving you all sorts of advice and telling you about yourself. I I, I, I need it.
1: I need it. Trust (laughs) me. I need it. Um, I'm I'm menopausal. I need it. Oh,
0: seriously? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll sort you out. We'll fix your life. (laughs) Um, Auntie Farrah, let's head over to you and 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 the game. What we going to play? Okay. So happy win Rush day, everyone. As
4: an old you. My game is the ABC or A to Z game, and I want you all to you have to go through the Caribbean countries. Right. Starting from A and see how far you get. You get me? Let's see. All are, right. we, are we doing one each or one each? We, so it goes gonna go around we're doing one each. in alphabetical order. Yeah. So that's Auntie AK, Uncle yep. Jeff, Okay. Auntie Nana, Auntie oh, Shade. I'm the I'm the host. Of the oh game, oh, I'm not involved. <laughs> no cheating, don't look at my top. Oh dear, okay, uh, okay. Wait. So, are we ready? Yeah, Okay, starting with you, Antigua,
0: Uncle Jeff. Go on. Uh, is it B or is it another A? Please do another A, uh, no. Anguilla.
2: No, let's just do B oh, yeah. Aruba, <laughs> all right, no, Okay, B oh, Barb- cool.
0: right, Barbados. Okay, um, Anna. Uh, um, is there a think female Castro? Fidel Castro. He said it.
3: He said it. He said it. He said, said it. Okay, Auntie Ah, uh, uh, the Caribbean. Ah, uh, Dominica.
1: Yes, yeah, superb.
0: Antigua. Who? Who? E. E. Ooh. e. Ec- no, not Ecuador, yeah. No, South America. That South America. And oh, no, a bit of the island. Oh. Why not B and E? <laughs> Eng- English speaking places. Um <laughs> hang on. Right, move on, there's no E. Okay. No e. Okay, so I go to F. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did <laughs> I say myself? For 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 Farah, the island of Farah. <laughs> Right. I mean, that should be a thing, but it's she's, not. She's cheating.
4: I'll uh, give her that though. Auntie Nana. No, Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff, Uncle Jeff. Uh, G, is it G? G. Okay, next.
2: Hey,
4: H. H. Haiti. There we go. Superb. I. Is it is there an I?
2: England. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's know.
4: how they pronounce it. There's, there's, yeah, England. England. We can move on, not I.
2: Okay, Jen. Jamaica for Jay. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs>
0: really um, Jamaica actually should be Jamaica, so it should be X. X as a <laughs> maker, the Spanish. Correct. That's no. That's that's
1: a, <laughs> like, X, X A M A I C A was the Spanish pronunciation, but when the English stole it, Jamaica.
3: Oh, it's Jamaica. Thank you. Oh, yeah. One of the islands is where my kids. No. It's
4: Jamaica. Okay. 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 Well, okay. K, K for AK. So, no. we're, we're done now. Oh. It. <laughs> Take it. Okay. Take yes. It. But we would have had to go further down the alphabet, so. Good. Good. We're done. done. We're done now. Well, well done, everyone. Okay. What's that wasn't so hard, actually. It's cool. Okay. I'm to let you lot off a little piece
0: though. Okay, then. All right. Um, Who are you welcoming to the family? Auntie Shade? Whoa, is it me?
2: Oh, I've got one (laughs) if you haven't got
3: one. I'm the running order.
1: (laughs) The alcohol is talking from early.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read that at all. Uh, Can I come back to you? (laughs) Uh,
0: Auntie Farah has somebody.
3: I've got one. Oh,
4: amazing. Yes, Farah. Let's swap. Okay. (laughs) So, I, in honor of Windrush Day, <laughs> I'd like to not, I'd like to welcome to the family Miss Claudia Jones, and she was the founder and activist uh, of of uh, Notting Hill Carnival, and we're all very sad because once again, there's no Notting Hill Carnival, so it's only appropriate that we nominate her, not nominate.
0: We welcome okay. her to the family.
2: So,
4: is
0: she a, is she a mother or an auntie or a grandma? She's an auntie. She's an auntie. Okay, welcome. She's an auntie. Okay, welcome auntie Claudine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, did you get your bonus? Now you're taking the- <laughs> This is what you the
1: triangle time. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen one of them since primary school. Was <laughs> what happened, exactly. That's why that's your are child and you take it from- from from, from no, parents no, no, we bought them oh. from the <laughs> 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 Uncle
2: really? Joe, auntie Charlotte,
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: to AWV, Auntie with voices. This is the movement that's beginning and you're part of it. OK, well, All right. All right. well. Hey, guys, what have you heard in the news today? This is where we pick a news story from the past week or today and we discuss it. Auntie Farah, you're up first. So, again, I'm going to say this Today on Windrush Day
4: (laughs) I want to talk about the fact that um, Actor Michael B. Jordan Is being accused of cultural appropriation After he announced that he started A rum brand and trademarked The word juve Claiming that the word means nothing
0: Thoughts, please Auntie Nana You know, I, I was like I'm surprised at him. But you know it isn't ever him, because usually these deals are just done with a company and you sign up to Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. then it's like, you're just gonna be the spokesperson and you have to Yeah. but it was still like, are you guys being serious? This just reaped to trolling. Like I was really like, nah, because for African-Americans, lots of them have been brought up alongside other Caribbean people all their (laughs) lives. Like they know, they. In almost every city, they have a carnival that goes on as well. Like, you know that this isn't a nothing word. Like, you just made it up. Like, you didn't just come up with letters and string them together. Like, let's say Google or something like that, which is still even a normal word. But something that somebody made up. You didn't make this up. So this is trolling. What can be done, though, was all I was thinking. What can you do? Can you sue them? Can everybody get together together? and be like, no, you can't take this word. Like I, I'm more into the action base. Like what can we actually do to stop this uh, instead of like bare people complaining on Twitter like I was reading? What's the point?
1: Well, well you know what? The, the marketeers have served their purpose and they've done exactly what they wanted to do. The mere fact we're even discussing it now is a power. Like, well, you would know because of the press and how it is that like Paddy Power with their controversial thought broken adverts on race, as, long as you get people talking and you get them talking 20 times or 30 times fold, we do their job for them. We do their job for them. Um, awesome. It's ridiculous, but it's a clever strategy because it's got us talking. <laughs> uh, Can't trademark that word. It's impossible to trademark that word. And they know that, but what yeah. do they care? Because look at what's happening right now. The, it, the most intellectual black women on Facebook are talking about it. <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple. I think I think, um,
3: I think you can pressurise them. You can get in, tr- in touch and with the trading bodies and just say and dispute the the um, the claim, isn't it? Kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. um, they can drop it. So yeah, that's definitely possible. I think um, I don't know, man. I think people will try all sorts of things, and I just don't think that celebrities are ever exempt from that. Even as much as people love Michael B. Jordan. You know he's just trying to make money at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not really, I don't even know, like, what does Juve mean exactly
1: as well? Antifara, break of dawn, juve, juve morning must be must have some sort of French connotation because I know yes, that in, right. Dominique, in Dominique and Saint Lucia, they're uh, full of juve.
4: Yeah, so basically, Juve, it means break of dawn, but Juve was created. Um, it was a street party and um, it coincided with the emancipation of slavery. And it was in Trinidad, Tobago, Grenada, and lots of the islands in the Lesser Antilles. So, whilst it does mean break of dawn, which is the French word for it, it has so many other connotations behind it and, it, and meanings behind it. You know, it represents mm. Emancipation Day and what we did as a people when we had that. So, to go and colonize. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can't help it. To colonise that word and you yeah. and say that it doesn't mean anything is just like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I, I've got more to say about that in a bit.
0: I mean, yeah, I I, I looked into it because you know what? The, my first initial thing was very black. I was like, he's black, man. It's okay. But then that was my very quick knee-jerk reaction to the thing because I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, an, there's an ignorance amongst us where we're black, we can do, we can borrow from each other's culture. But then I started to explore and I was thinking, yes, but this is the conversation when African-Americans are talking about British people playing their characters and feeling, you know, there's an argument there and there's a for and against in that space. We've got people like Virgil Abloh who will come and put red, gold and green on Louis Vuitton's um, designer wear and then say it's Jamaican colors when it's not Jamaican colors. There's misappropriation and misinterpretation and reselling our culture to other people who don't know as much. So this is where I was like, as I drew back my initial, no, it's all right. I looked into it and I was like, yeah, no, this is not good. And especially if he's undermining the meaning of it, especially if, as um, I think has been said, you America is not exempt of Caribbean people. Rub shoulders, especially in places like New York and those really melting pot communities where you've got Caribbeans living shoulder to shoulder. You know that this is... is more, how can you reduce a word and say it doesn't have any meaning? And I, I looked into the... Um, the, the, the um, I think they're saying that the trademark is... As usual, only to people in America. Like it's not a worldwide trade trademark. It's for America. But then, if anyone from out from the Caribbean that wants to promote or market anything to do with Juve in America, then they run into problems. And that's a, that's a big capital company com- or country that you're going to want to market to as quickly as possible. And, so and, that,
1: and that's a particularly good name because when there's Trinidad Carnival in February, um, Cropover. Um, in Barbados, when nice, they've got nice. their carnival in Grenada, you, you just you got to do is put out a 250 milliliter bottle and say you're coming to the Juve jam. Yeah, the, the marketeers are so so. I mean, I'm being a cynic here in the words of Oscar Wilde, The Value of Anything and the Price of Nothing. That's an absolutely superb tag. Walking around a bottle of Juve because you know the name already, you, you know. know the name already, you know the word already. If you call it um, your auntie's rum, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a fan, but what's, what's your auntie's rum? But Juve
0: gone clear. It's an easy word. Auntie Farah
1: clear.
0: Did Auntie Nana go? Yeah, she did first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah,
4: so I, I'm going to use Auntie Charley's favourite term. He didn't read the room. He he absolutely did not read the room because the thing is, to claim that it only means break of dawn, because that's what he's trying to say, it does, it's a nothing word, it just means break of dawn, that's all that it means, it's like, so, so, he just didn't do his research, anyone that did their research into any of the Caribbean culture would know what Juve means to Caribbean people, they would know, it, it's it's clear, he didn't call it Mardi Gras, did he, because he wouldn't call it Mardi Gras, because he right. understands what the connotation is there and why he can't say that. So. It's just a matter of him making money. Yes, absolutely. And everyone's entitled to make their pounds, but read the room, do your research. He did not do his due due diligence. Um, So for me, it's just very, very disrespectful of Caribbean culture and especially to Americans to, who are always going on about have respect for their culture and have respect for them as Americans all of, and, and don't appropriate and all of this stuff. The, it, the same, it, it goes for them too. It absolutely goes for them too. They're not exempt of that. And because Michael B. Jordan is, Michael B. Jordan is well-liked, does not make him exempt of that situation at all. Um, the rum itself is, it says that it's got notes of Trinidad and Tobago on it. However, it's not being made in Trinidad and Tobago. It's being made in America. They're, his partner is a Trinidadian who needs to get, pushed aside as far as I'm concerned because if they actually made the rum in Trinidad and Tobago and employed people from Trinidad and Tobago I think it would be an easier pill to swallow but to take that word bring it to America and not support the people where you're saying it is from is just ridiculous the actual logo itself has got like three islands on it what free islands are from Trinidad and Tobago again? Have you not done your research? It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And Michael B. Jordan, you're a colonizer,
1: yeah. You is, is it is is his, is his private life black?
0: Yeah, it is now, it is now <laughs> after many many ruminations of it not being. It is
1: now, okay. Just chicken because I, I know when it wasn't. That's why when you, cause when you said when you said the cost, well, oh, well, he's black, or you know, um, he's black, so I don't mind. I was like, you know what, I've, I've got a big thing about the professional black and the private black. So yeah. Ian, Wright's always, Ian Wright is always a prime target for me, but we'll move on. If, <laughs>
4: Let's get,
1: just, go just, on. Say, just back to
4: um, Michael B. Jordan quickly. Um, it's, it, it's like when they trademarked or tried to trademark the word Yoruba. There is actually an online petition at the moment going. And if you go, I, I'll put the link in the, i'll put the link in our page but if you could sign it because there are things that you can do i think if you put pressure on the people who are marketing it and maybe that's what they want uncle jeff like you said they just want the publicity but i do think that is something that needs to be protected so we should all get behind protecting that
0: word and it is what was i was looking into as a and when i was looking into it there's um a lot of conversation around cultural terms traditions and stuff being trademarked by outsiders there needs to be a lot more protection as we were saying about europe but there needs to be a lot more protection from and the, whatever the overall global body of trademarking does. You have to have a lot more stringent um, rules as when people are from not obviously from a culture coming to trademark something that doesn't belong to them or has nothing to do with them. I think there has to be a lot more um, um, hoops to jump through before you get that thing approved. It's, it's just, it's not good enough. But, it's but cool aunties, enough.
1: you can cleverly do it. Um, if, like, for example, if you want to steal black music and you know that you don't want to use the term black. Remember, if I'm Chinese, I'm Chinese. If I'm Asian, I'm Asian. If you want to appropriate my stuff, all you've got to do is use the word urban. Mm. Argument done. Yeah. Argument done, urban radio station, urban music. And then in comes Ed Sheeran from nowhere. And then all of a sudden you're the highest grossing artist in the history of British music playing back our music to us. Come on now, come on now. Maybe, um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm defending Wiley too much, come on now. You know how this thing works, ladies. <laughs> you know how this thing works, Urban, urban, urban. Urban is, oh. Forgive my French. But anyway, I'm on the artist podcast, so let me behave. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get the comments.
0: Okay, we have one comment from Victoria Thomas, who says, we did call out the company that trademarked Yoruba until they dropped it. Having said that, Juvet is French for I open, and that is what I have bought. Um, I was now years old when I discovered that it has a deeper meaning to the Gar- to the Caribbean culture. Never knew that and mr tang says juve celebrate party faint. perhaps i think that was a question and victoria says ultimately it is a debate because he is a black man and cute and if he wasn't black Twitter would have gone would have got a withdrawal by now that's that's let's start a rumor and say the owner is zoe saldina Saldana, and <laughs> um, that's a reference to when she played Nina Simone, and Black Twitter went mad. That's another conversation, but it is. <laughs> but, there, there are, but people are calling him out. To be fair, people are calling out. He is they're getting called out. out there are a out. lot of remarks, or not? Yeah, people are on it. They're, they're calling him. They're calling him out. Okay, we shall see how this moves on. This goes on. Um, Auntie Nana, what have you heard? Oh, hi. Right. So. Um, my story is about the black policewoman who has just um, been cleared and is now being reinstated by the Metropolitan Police. I am just getting the story up now so that I can read a paragraph from The Guardian, which is the newspaper of choice that I've selected. Okay. Right, so a black police chief dismissed from the Metropolitan Police has won her job back after a tribunal said her sacking was unfair. Um, I think that would be, let's just go for Robin Williams was dismissed in March, 2020 after being convicted for possessing a child abuse video, which was sent unsolicited via WhatsApp and never viewed. On Wednesday, a police appeals tribunal resconded her sacking and replaced it with a final written warning after Williams successfully argued her dismissal was unreasonable and unfair. The Mets Black Police Association claimed her, s- her sacking was an example of institutional racism. Others in policing thought that she had been conv- convicted for lying over a relatively small matter and would have escaped any trouble if she had told the truth. Now, I have two questions for you guys. Um, First question is, would you continue working for an institution that has proved itself to be racist, as she has taken back her job, she's back at work already. And my second question is, if the policewoman was a white man, would we be celebrating this appeal? Auntie Shadé?
3: Um... Well, I believe you should go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. So doubt it um, to me, for me personally. Um, But it is complex though. Many people don't have the privilege or choice um, to just change their job just because of something like this, no matter how severe it seems. Um, So, and also some people believe in different things, right? People think that they can make a difference from the inside as well. And although I don't necessarily agree with that, I do respect that position too. Um, so yeah, I know it's, it's not its not as always straightforward as it seems. Um, and then what was the second question? What was the second part of it?
0: Would people be celebrating if this was a white man that had right. been reinstated for the same
1: crime?
3: Well, I mean, the people around him would,
1: <laughs> Do you know, what I mean like, <laughs> not 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 Nick for racist.
3: <laughs> I just think I think that um, you see this kind of all the time in in um, reverse color situations, I guess, like where someone gets off for something, doing something racist, or um, it's you know it's dismissed or they're acquitted or something like that down the line, um, where there's been previous like uproar and rightly so, and I just think that. It happens all the time, so why can't it happen for us too, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, just don't, I don't know. We have to, we have to celebrate our, our wins. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't look at it like that if it, like, from a, a white perspective. Do you know what I mean? Because it kind of happens all the time.
1: Auntie, Uncle Jeff. Um, I remember a similar situation uh, when Leroy Logan, MBE, and and the um. That, that that television programme fame now. Back in the day, I had him on Choice FM. And it's a similar example. He was asked a question, you know, that if the if the Metropolitan Police Force is institutionally racist, forget just McPherson. Why are you still a part of it? And the argument was I want to stay in there, I want to be able to challenge it, and bloody bloody blah, blah. Um, first and foremost, she didn't really commit, she didn't commit a crime. Someone sent her something. I get sent things all the time on my phone that are inappropriate. I don't deem myself to be um, on the hiatus of sexism. But if someone sends me something pornographic, I can choose to view it. Delete it. Um, I I work with young people. I'm a former teacher. Does that mean I should lose my job? I'm delighted that she got her job back. Um, But when an institution is what it is and has had centuries, decades of cultivating its behaviour. Yes. When people say, yeah, well, she won. She won. But we didn't win. What did we win? An individual won a battle, which is superb. And I'm glad that she's got her pension back. But by and large on mass, what, what did we as a race win? Win, Even when you've got, if you have four or three or four of the top 12 ranking officers that are African Caribbean, that's three or four people. And by and large, their private life don't reflect where, where we're at and where we go and what we do. So you, you're fed back the same people who reinforce the narrative. I'm going to speak about one of those people later on in the podcast who reinforce the narrative to answer the question, delighted she got her job back. And would I go back? Yes. My pension, my years of service and i think i've got a sense of entitlement but in the heart of hearts, i'd like to leave and take as much money off them as possible but i wouldn't get it therein lies the issue i i, I think she's right to go back to answer and, and i and if it was me i would go back but boy would i give them a tough time
0: auntie farah
4: yeah, do you know what, Uncle Jeff? You kind of made me change my answer because I was going to be like, later would I go back to that place? they bun them not. <laughs> you know what? On a real tip, I, I would do exactly what you said. I would go there and I would make their life difficult. Oh. I would be the worst person for them. Any little thing, I'd be like pulling them up on it yeah. and they can't sack me. Absolutely. So what are you going to do? Sack me. You're not going to sack me. Otherwise, I'm going to go and do this again.
1: So the new I'm, race advisor.
4: <laughs> 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 is it. That's it? I would give them hell. I would definitely take go back for my pension and all of that, that stuff. Let me get some money out of them bastards because they only sacked her because she's black. She didn't commit any crime. She didn't even, they know that the WhatsApp message wasn't even opened. It's not like she opened it and shared it. She didn't share it. She didn't, it. She didn't open it. So, what are they convicting her of? Of lying. What lying about receiving something that she actually didn't open or share? Like, how yes. many things go into your junk mail and you don't necessarily look at it? So, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like it's definitely, they they knew what they were doing. She was, she got, what do they say? Too comfortable for them. So they got rid of her or yeah. they tried to get rid of her and they use this as an excuse. They probably tried to do a few things before this one happened. So absolutely, yeah, I'd, I'd be going back for my pension and I'd be saying to them, no, I don't feel like doing that today.
0: Yeah. Okay. The pension, I forgot about that. And you, they get a nice pension as well. Also, Because I The same saying like, no, nah, man, we're going back to that space. world because also we, it is, you potentially can go back and make kick up stink. But those places are very um, closed community and depending on what type of environment you're going back to. So if she's been suffering institutional racism, microaggressions and stuff in the workplace, she might be going back to a place that's not very welcoming. And if she, especially if they feel like this was a diversity reverse thing, you know how if that place has got any connotations or any vibes, her returning, they might be like, ah, you just got back because of this Black Lives Matter woke shit and all that type of stuff. And so she could be returning to a very, um, hostile environment anyway. So I would, it would, I, I don't know what kind of workplace it is. She obviously went out on a limb to fight for a job back. Um, I, maybe it was to prove a point, or maybe she genuinely loved a job and wants to be in that position. That's, I guess, I can't speak for her My initial reaction was like, I'm not going back to that place. It doesn't serve me. But then also that I'm not going to ever be a police person anyway. So that's another level. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, she done right deserves to get her job back because she would, didn't do anything wrong. And on the basis of just that alone, she did nothing wrong. She
1: should never have been fired in the first place. It was an if you remember if she didn't go back and they reinstated her, if she chose not to go back, there's no pensionable rights there. We gave you yeah. your job back and you chose not to come back. Yeah. Argument done. Yeah, so Argument I think
0: I get I get it. And if it was and then I kind of get it, if it was a white. Matt, I, I I mean, I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to the news, especially if he wasn't, it's a different, it's a whole different level of his, if, if a white man got his job back. If he didn't do it, then he didn't do it. I, I have less care and interest in what happens to him because it probably wouldn't have hit my radar in the same way, unless there was any kind of in, thing that he was getting off of something that he actually did, then I would have been having invested interest in why is he getting his job back. But if it was one of those things and it's easily proven that he didn't do anything, I might, I, it probably wouldn't, I wouldn't give a damn, to be honest. Um, back to Auntie Nana. So the reason why I asked those questions, I was really surprised at the celebrations that I was reading online from black people, really being like, oh, I'm so glad she got her job back. This is amazing. Like, you know, this is a real win. A real victory for who? Yeah, and I was like, really was like, what? So you guys are celebrating. It's great for her. It really is. Like, but why is this a victory for anybody other than her and her family Like this isn't a win for black people and then i was just thinking if this was a white man in the same situation with child pornography being shared i don't think anybody i I think she was given a lot of grace and leeway for this situation that child pornography was being shared by a family member and I just think that if this was white, it would have had a totally different spin. And You know, I'm very rarely like, let's do the reverse of it ever. But I feel like in this situation, not too much was looked into as to um, that there was a family member sharing something that was inappropriate with a child. Not that the person receiving it needed to lose their job, but just that this goes on, like some of the staff, that my mum shares now she stops doing it because we would all complain about it i i felt like the community wasn't looking at that side of the auntie whatsapp stuff that gets shared sometimes it's wholly inappropriate and we all kind of brush it off like oh this is what the aunties and uncles share and it's like it's not okay some of the materials like the dead bodies like there's just lots of inappropriate shit that gets shared on whatsapp And there didn't seem to be an investigation as to how those materials get in the hands of the black community, because I don't think a lot of it is being made by black people. I think think in her context,
1: their argument was that she's a serving police officer. Um, If you if you receive inappropriate because of the brother who sent it to his wife, her sister, that was her brother in law. He said he was sending her to alert her to the yeah. fact that there was this vile stuff going on. Their argument is, is that when they went through his phone, so someone, 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 to use the term colloquial, grasped him up. They investigated his phone, saw the sister, and then realised the sister is a, is a, a, is a member of a, of a family of a very senior high-ranking police officer. Happens to be black. She's then supposed to report it, and she didn't, and yeah. that's the hook they went after. That's yeah. ridiculous. Someone sends me a bit of child pornography, I can look at it and just delete it and end of story. Well, and the story. No, I think we have a responsibility to do
0: something about it.
3: But the thing, but the point is, if whether she actually looked at it or she knew what it was, and and this ruling is basically saying that she didn't. Do you know what I mean? So that's don't so mm. have no basis to fire yeah. her based on that. Had she looked at it, she would be in breach. Of whatever agreement that she's agreed to uh, by being the police officer that she is in the position that she is, but I do think that there's people in higher positions that her, than her that get away with a lot <laughs> more on the own basis. That really like, do, that, you know what I mean? So I just don't. So so that's why I'm just like, okay, it, it kind of. I can see, I, I've got nothing against people celebrating. Like, go ahead, like, celebrate if that's what you want to do. Because it is, there is a symbolism there sometimes of like black people winning. And I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, it is like, you know, it's that individual win.
1: Yeah, it is individual. Like, OJ Simpson. You know, I was going to say OJ, Simpson you, know, OJ you won, you, Simpson. you won the case, but like, like what, what did we win?
3: OJ what, what, did, what did we win? The formation was was behind him at the yeah, black America, white not America. Exactly. But his, but his, private, his private life exactly. wasn't black. It's a symbolism. It's a symbolism of it. Like winning one, one of us winning against the institution, winning against the machine, winning against the authorities. Like there's something there's something quite powerful there. So I, I wouldn't
0: discount mm-hmm. people. Isn't uh, that what you the Stockholm Syndrome? Because you're no. not really winning. Like it's an institution. She's institutionalised. She's managed to work wow. her way up those ranks. You yeah, can't, you can't listen out. out sacrificing like. a, a, a big bit of your soul. And we're like celebrating this. It's like, no, this doesn't, I think I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. The thing is, I'm not celebrating. I, I literally was like, oh, because and like I said, my first reaction was, I don't want that job back. But that's just me being knee jerky to what I wouldn't do. However, I think there's levels to what you're saying in regards I think people were discussing about I think. There is the, the bigger picture of all of this. Well, this woman was sacked for something she didn't do. That And it's something that I think that's the trigger. That was the thing. Because all of us, any of us potentially, in a position of, if you're looking after young people in that kind of position, could easily be terminated because they decided that what you did was wrong when you know you didn't do anything wrong. Um, and so that's the part that took, that took precedence. I think we have had lots of conversations about... Um, what gets sent around, and if someone, especially like you know, the girl's been filmed inappropriately, we have lots of conversations about don't do that and how and to stop those things being passed That's around. Right. I think, yeah, it's all contextual, it's all contextual to the situation. Because if someone sends, like, I'd say, for my mom, if she sends me things, especially. You know, older people don't have no way about sending dead bodies and things like that. No, my mum was watching a video about a, a, a dad beating his daughter because his his daughter was caught out doing. Yeah. Sure. Not- on, unbelievable. And I'm that be- cool. my mum was watching it, and I was angry with her. I was like, "Mum, stop watching." It sounded horrendous, and she said, "Yeah, but he's angry because she did this." I'm like, "But it's you know, we had that whole discussion, and I said that's really bad." And when we had a conversation, it's like, "Yeah, I understand where you're coming from," because she was seeing it from a, a scared parent perspective. So I think. We have conversations about things that get sent round in context, and dependent on the level of the conversation or what it is that's being sent round. I would definitely cuss anyone that sent me child pornography. No, don't send me no child pornography. That's <laughs> I don't believe that. about the kids that got beat. You know, there was a. Um, there's been many school kids getting beaten up and stuff like that. There was one about the school girl, the two school children that took set on that one little black girl, and mm-hmm. everyone was sending it around to cuss out the two school children. I remember I was yeah. sending. People don't um, be showing that because you don't even know what the background of the two black girls are. You're doing just the reinforcing you know the narrative. Yeah, you're doing so much. So by spreading it around, and then so now you've got three victims because people take set on the two young girls and they remember they're little girls and you're sending that around. There's definitely been conversations. I don't think it was missed. I think this particular one was the injustice served to this black woman. And the other bit of it, the institution, institutionalizing and all that type of stuff. Yeah, we can have that discussion. It's not a win for me. But that little victory for her getting a job back and in the face of the system that tried to tell her she wasn't allowed to work, when other, you know there's bare policemen and people them that have got off of bare things from and worse. And we've got corrupt police everywhere. So I just think it's in context. Um, Should we get the comments? Okay. Right, we have Red butter. um T Smith says, hi sisters, her colleagues are going to make her feel like she is guilty I do not think she should return to work. And yes, Jeff, can you stop rustling your crisps? What what are you eating
1: over there? I'm not not no more. I was. i forgot <laughs> that, Sorry. What I, was I, it? look tasty. Protein, I, I've been training today. I had to have some protein because my car broke down. I got here late. I was eating a handful of dry roasted nuts. So I totally apologize for my unprofessional behaviour, but it's rather that than I collapse. In front <laughs> yeah. of the four, the four mean, most gracious good black good. women on, on the internet. So, you know, let me, um, <laughs> I've done my, I, I should have done my due diligence, but um, <laughs> wine and, and Prosecco doesn't work for me, I'm afraid.
0: to say. I understand, we'll allow you, Uncle Jeff, we'll allow you. We don't want you to fade on the screen. We don't want you to fake, but thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see, you know, if she's happy. Um, some, some of us aren't. Okay, Auntie Shade, what have you heard? Right, so my story, maybe a little bit
3: lighter. (laughs) Um, So, musician slash actress Chloe Bailey, one half a duo of Chloe Chloe, uh, and Hayley, um, and also Beyonce's prodigy, she basically caused a bit of a stir in the social media streets due to her performance of Nina Simone's track, Feeling Good. The performance was part of ABC's Soul of the Nation Juneteenth celebration, and... Some might say that she was feeling good in the performance because it was sonically sound, very saucy, and very um, seductive. Um, but some people were not happy at all. So one tw- person on Twitter was saying, of all of the ways Nina's, um Simone's feeling good could have been celebrated, shake my head, wildly inappropriate for the song and the moment, while other people on the other side were saying Nina Simone is probably in heaven, um, Glad to see a Black woman feeling good about herself and her skin, um, enough to sel- um, embrace that in every way while, you're, while you are here crying because it's too much for the song. Um, but also, Nina Simone's granddaughter also chimed in. So her name is Rihanna um, Simone Kelly, and she was in support of Chloe. And she says, everyone's coming at Chloe Bailey for her performance of my grandmother's song, um. Um, feeling good, but um, y'all don't understand that is my grandma who was a free-spirited woman herself and would have loved that performance as much as I do. Relax, Chloe killed it. So what say you, aunties and uncle? Was, um, sorry, was you going to sh- play the clip? I was going to play the clip, but you want yeah. yeah, to yeah, so please, play yeah, it. please. Play a little bit, a little inform too myself. One second. second. Yeah.
0: One second. All oh, right, God, this is. I always flub with this. One second, one second, one second. Where is it? Here we go. Here yeah. we go. That's the wine talking. <laughs> Here we go. Can you hear it? Not quite. See, but you not really, but I can it. see it. Do
3: just... you want to sing over it?
0: <laughs> She's doing a performance bit now. Here we go. I think that's enough.
3: That's enough. So, my question is: once we're back, is what say you, aunties and uncle? Was Chloe wrong or inappropriate to be shaking her cheeks to Nina Simone? Or do you think Chloe has the right? To do the performance, she wanted to do whatever the occasion. What do you
0: like? Auntie, Auntie Farah.
3: There's a line in the
4: song that says, Freedom is mine. She's free to do whatever the hell she wants to do. And Nina Simone was a free spirit. She would have been applauding that performance. I thought it was amazing. I don't know what the big deal is. Nina Simone was not a gospel singer who sat in church saying, Praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. She didn't do that. So, What's the problem? I personally think that it was wonderful. She's, you know, representing how free she feels within herself, and I loved it. It
1: was fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Uncle Jeff, from a male perspective, my brain split in two. On the one hand, having seen them move, I'd like to get her telephone number, and then, um, and then they have, i only have, i only ever had, sorry, ladies, sorry for that. And on the other hand, it's that. You know, if she was sitting there, like, with four women like this behind a desk, would it sell? Kylie B has demonstrated in others that, you know, when you gyrate sexually, her legs are halfway up in the air, you're singing a song about freedom. And I do agree with what Auntie Farrah said. She is free to express herself. But we, we, where we do have to be careful is when we're often following that narrative that for freedom of black people is that we have to be highly sexualized, And that's the only thing, that if I've got a young son looking at that, it's just continuous, continuous imagery of black women. So when you come across women like yourselves, it's like, well, well what's she got to offer? She, has, she hasn't flashed her bum yet, dad, and her legs aren't up in the air. Oh, my God, she's got, dad, she's got a brain. I don't want that. But I do agree with Auntie Farrah. Everyone's got the right to express themselves. I just, as a black man, just find it very difficult, that whole misogynistic narrative that we always have to be sexualized. She's singing the song, but, you know, her legs are up, up, up in the air. And to be quite honest, unless you told me the name of the song, I don't know what she's seeing. I'm just watching and saying, to Ross, what? If me catch that, what? None of us will sleep. Auntie Nana. (laughs) Like,
0: that is my absolute favorite song. I walked down the aisle to Feeling Good. And um, no, I I think that performance was lame. I thought it was trash, to be honest. I know Chloe is emerging into her womanhood, but this whole thing of like a womanhood needs to be tights and a leotard is really pissing me off because it's the same thing. It was like circa Beyonce in like 2002 or something. Like, and this is, I just don't think it was appropriate for the song and the setting. I think she went down the same kind of route of being controversial. You know that opinion is going to be split. You know that half of people are going to be like, "Why are you just flashing everything?" and the others are going to be like, "Oh, this is a sem- celebration of women empowerment." And blah, blah, blah. but overall, I thought it was really, really bogus. And she has an amazing voice, and she could have given it so much grace and poise and. Pomp and ceremony for the setting and pomp and ceremony doesn't mean sparkly stuff and a leotard and your and you and, and tights and rolling around on the floor. But no. Zero points from me. Um I was like, what's the what's the big deal? Because it looked like um performing arts to me. It <laughs> about, and, and I'm not even saying it as a diss, Uncle Jeff, don't laugh. Um I'm actually saying like performing, it looks like it, I, it, made, it took me to musical theater and took me to a character who was performing the song to explain a moment. So if she's having a dramatic moment, that was the song that she was given to perform that and to explain her character's journey within the piece. That is what it gave, it gave me musical theater. So I didn't, it, like Chicago and those type of things, the moves were very musical theater. The whole thing was a musical theater type performance. So I didn't take offense to it because I literally was thrown into a musical theater performance um, and a, sh- a show. It was like a showbiz piece. It was not, I don't think we put and I think the moves were very uh, musical theater and um, dance, performing arts dance. Um, the moves are very um, typical moves. They weren't new moves. They every beat and I could I could predict the moves she was going to do on every beat, because I've seen this performance before in a musical th-
1: theatre piece, modern dance, contemporary dance. But if you watch, do um, it, But Auntie, do you think that young men watching that are listening to that song?
0: I don't think, Jeff, I don't think, Uncle Jeff, I don't think it's even simplified as that, because I think if you fancy Chloe or you find her attractive, you're gonna see anything she does is gonna be taken and you're gonna sexualize it anyway. So I don't, I think that performance wasn't extremely sexy. I didn't see anything that was like, there's been more sexual performances um, on 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 many things that are, in quotes worse than that. I don't think her performance was sexual because I saw it as a, a theatre piece, um, and I, and she was on a stage and she was performing, so it was fitting for the setting. Um, if you, I, I I and Samina Simone was provocative, evocative, and she was of her time. Um, she was considered a rebel of her time as well. She was considered too much for her time as well. So I don't know, I don't know if she'd necessarily say that it was amazing or not. Having we can't, she's passed. I don't know where her sensibilities would have been in this time. However, she was someone who was accused of being too rebellious for her time. So she might have felt that kindred spirit in Chloe in seeing that. Um if she's caught in controversy, so she does as everybody else does. Um yeah, that's all I can say. Because when I saw it, I just I saw. I just saw a thousand musical theatre pieces on stage. So I didn't think it was anything. And you can see Beyoncé's performative narrative for it, could see her drama and everything. Um that's it for me. Auntie Shade.
3: So I I I've never had such shade to be honest before.
0: For, for me. Yeah. No, because I, I genuinely, it really made me think of performing I mean, up. But she was good. Because, sorry, I wanted to say, sorry, it was like, you know, do you watch- You did she was good. You said so, it was nuts. Yeah, th- and So You Think You Can Dance. Um, Those, yeah. it's like, that was like, you were <laughs> I, 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 I you, but That was anyway, That's not, because so. I love, no, honestly. Listen, let me get percent sorry, 100%, right. I love So You Think You Can Dance, 100%. Right. And I love the contemporary movements and I kind of love the interpretation. It seemed like an interpretive dance of that song. And I would say it was good because she hit every beat, but it wasn't original because I've seen those moves before. auntie shadow.
3: Okay, cool. Um, in dance, most of the time you see a lot of stuff before, especially something like this. But anyway, anyway, I just think that um, they want the show wanted her, right? They chose her. They paid her probably to be part of the show. They know what she is. She's young. She's sexy. She's um, current. Um, you know what I mean. So they would have had an idea of what she was. You know. Gonna be performing. They, you know, they have to rehearse. They've seen it, so they—that's what they wanted. So
0: surely the ABC has. Would you,
2: pop
0: an and, um, you call Uncle it? Jeff? One second, Uncle Jeff. Yeah. Can you press mute when you're talking, sir? Do you know where the mute button is? Can you press mute when you're not talking? When you're not where on? is it? It's at the bottom.
1: <laughs> well, my name is. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Is it on the um, in the square?
0: Yeah, underneath the square. Can you see the mute button? It's like a, a microphone next to the camera. You must see it. This is
3: real uncle movements. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Yeah, yeah. got it. you nana never done it. Okay, cool. okay um, cool. So, yeah, so basically, I just think that she's like, where's the responsibility for ABC um, if, if this is so inappropriate? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're the ones that put the show together at the end of the day. They would have known um, the they probably would have tried and sense check the possible outcomes. I just thought it was like a display of black girl magic, to be honest. Like she is pretty amazing at what she does. Very talented for her young age. Yes, she mm-hmm. is a protege of Beyonce and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people say it's like such a, a, a negative thing. If that's who she's, you know, being, um, you know, trained by, then you, of course you're going to show some of your teacher's um, uh, style. Do you know what I mean? And what you do, like that. that's a sign... Um, of greatness, I think, anyway. Um, And I just think that, you know, black women Although, like, yes, I think women in general are over sexualized in general. I just don't think it's just black women. Um, And also as well, it's just, but there's something about black women when they show their sexuality that it has to be suppressed. That it is always inappropriate. That it's always like, you know, that's the side that you're showing about. is showing yourself. You can't, can't you show your intelligence instead? It's just like, how about I'm intelligent and I'm sexy? How about that? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That is equal. It's not, and it's not... Um, either or is and uh, yes I can do this and I'm something else and I can do that so that's what um, is a bit frustrating and if we're talking about inappropriate choices for shows what about Jennifer Lopez when she done the tribute to for Motown yeah wasn't that an inappropriate choice? People don't yeah. talk about that as much well, they did, a more inappropriate choice than I think they're Chloe Bailey doing this that's what I think I
0: think people did criticise Jennifer Lopez's choice as well, We black people were definitely like why the hell she's doing it, her voice doesn't work for Motown and the performance wasn't great for Motown, people, I definitely saw people cussing, I don't, for the record, I don't think the closed performance was inappropriate, I think it was a show, Um, so I, 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 I feel nothing wrong with it, I don't think it was anything wrong with it, I just, but I, and again you guys thought it was shade, I genuinely wasn't shading, but it looked like an interpretive piece, Um, anyone else want to come back? <laughs> I, want, I want better. I feel like her and her sister are so talented and the fact that they had like an album before where it was really showing off their talent and then their last one went down this sexual route, it it just, it annoys me that this is how you get attention these days. This is how you caught attention. I don't but know. I, I feel like it could be, there could have been so much more to it. And I, I, I got your reference with like the the modern dance type of thing it made me laugh because in my head I was thinking yeah gym and dance display like that that's how it kind of felt but i think there's an there's a there's a space for that like single ladies was dramatically like a new way of doing a piece like that whole video was so different and it just feels like as soon as um beyonce put on a leotard and t- tights people started to be like, oh my God, nobody's done that for a while. And then everybody started doing it. And it's like, no, we don't need it for another 10, 15 years. Think of something else, step up the dramatics, like do something more, be more creative. Showing us what Beyonce's done already isn't all what every A-level drama school person does. No, is, no, no. okay, I, just, <laughs> I, I think there's more. She can do more, I expect better. The
4: thing is for me, She's what? She's like in her very early twenties. Is she like twenty one or something like that? No, twenty four. Twenty one, I think. Right. So she's like in her early twenties. They were quite restricted. Like they, they were quite conservative. Probably is the right word to use. That she is coming into her own. She she's an artist. By herself now, she's finding herself. And as women, as humans, we are allowed to find ourselves and express ourselves creatively in any way we choose to. And that's what she's doing. And at the moment, if that she wants to be a little bit sexual because she's feeling herself, pardon upon Beyonce, then let her do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with what she's doing. I didn't find her performance performative. I thought it was like, I, d- I do definitely see, as you said, Auntie AK, elements of. Um, Theater in, in her performance, like I, I can definitely see, like cabaret and stuff like that. As, I, as you said, I'm looking at it now and I'm like, Yeah, actually, I can see that. I think it's fine. I think, like Auntie Sade says, there is no or, it's and we can do that. And you know, she's finding herself, it's all right. Let's see if she's doing this in 10 15 years' time, then maybe I'll have a problem with it. Maybe she'll need to do look, think outside of the box and do something different. But she's just finding herself. This, you know, she's just being coming out as a solo artist, let her do her thing, man.
0: Yeah, no, do that thing definitely. Uncle Jeff, wanna come back on this? Oh, hold on.
1: What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Oh, oh, okay, do you know what? Yeah. Listen to all of you, and as, as per usual, I agree with everybody, everybody's got a valid point, so I'm not just sort of sitting on the fence. But it's just so easy for me as a man Um, to to give my tuppence worth, especially when women do say, almost almost like the whole hair debate, I'm allowed to be as creative as I want and I choose to do do what I want. And then I have to sit there and rightly so and say, well, yeah, you are entitled to. My personal opinions are, I do think that a couple of comments in the chat, that we are highly sexualized. Uh, If she was sitting down, like in the pose you're in now, and just singing that song, then uh, let's see how much attention gets paid. I think it's the overall generalised, general picture of you mentioned Beyonce and, and the leotard and that type of dancing. Then absolutely, of course, um, because we know, especially for men, sex sells. It absolutely does. Um, uh, I, I still don't know if Cardi B's a singer. I still don't know if Cardi B's got any talent. All I do know is, is that you go on YouTube and it's like 30 million hits. For what? I, I think that the, the points that um, both Antonella and Antiforra made Um Uh, are extremely valued, but I earn more on the side of Auntie Nana because I'm at the stage of my life, and maybe because I am, as I say, menopausal, I'm tired. I'm just tired of the same old, I'm tired. This is why I'm on here. I'm desperate to see the very best of black women to be displayed for everybody to look at and be like, wow, see, you can do it without doing an Alison Hammond and laughing loud for no reason. This this is why I'm here. This is why I'm I'm here. Because it is the very best. I'm sorry to, to wait till I get to my own personal stuff. There, there are things like that that absolutely irritate me on how black women are portrayed. So whilst I do agree, 21, 22, 23, we, you know, we were young once. You guys are younger than me. I do accept that. But I think there's a great saying, and I'm a sociologist, children become what children see. And that imagery is, is far too often, whether it's contemporary dance. But, you know, I, I, I've seen that same movement. With a woman holding a piece of string rather than the microphone. You know, they dance around, see it seen it in the Olympics. They when they dance with a little piece of rope there, they up and down on the mat and tumbling around the place. But her legs up at X amount of angle and she's singing about, you know, um it's a new dawn. It's a new day you, you know if I'm 21, I've got the biggest erection going. If I'm 16, I I, I might soul myself. I'm just looking at it and saying to myself, Rotted. I just hope that my girlfriend when I meet her can behave like that. And hope she's a bedroom bully. That that's just for me the psychosis of that constant bombardment and imagery does to us. But hey ho, she's I making think, money. I
3: think it's how it's interpreted as well, and how the young person who's watching it, how they're nurtured as well. As we need to, we need to change that narrative that a, a woman dancing in a sexy way doesn't equal that you're a bedroom bully. Just that that's that's our responsibility um, to, to 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 input on that. At the end of the day, because otherwise there is this uh, that you cannot get away from this oppression of female sexuality, because it is saying that if you're sexual, that somehow is lower, or it's de- it's it's kind of like saying that it's devalued. That is that's not the best you can be, that, and and I I, I have I, I I can't agree with that. I just can't.
0: I think also I, hear, I, hear, I, hear, I, hear. I feel I feel like also that black women. Whatever we do, we do it with such vim and excellence that it just takes it just takes precedent. So we're gonna even just our shapes. We, we we're sexualized from young. We we bud early. Or I don't even know. Well, the, the thing world. is, you say that. Oh. Like, White women are sexualized
3: from young too? No, <laughs> and
0: that, well, I suppose I'm talking from my. I think
3: they're more sexualized than we are. To be honest, in some instances, in some instances, we we're more repressed. And they're they're more sexualized. I think I it's think more so. likely to see a toddler in a two piece than you are to see a, a white toddler in a two piece than you are to see like a, a black girl. To be honest,
0: do you know? Yeah, about? I mean, I think that's fair. I think i was speaking to our community and, and not I'm forgetting the outside world how we talk about us and it's exactly that. There are things that we are oppressed from doing. So when we do, and also as a culture, as a people, we are we have got the, we're under the cosh of religion and culture and tradition, and all the things that we've been oppressed by. So seeing us do things, it becomes a bit. It's too shocking for all of us to handle, a lot of us to handle and how to con- verbalize it and articulate what we mean. So the reactions are so extreme that anything we do is then is super criticized. Men are hypersexualized, women are hypersexualized and anything we do, we just look sexy doing it. I think it's an actual damn talent to be honest. Let's get the comments. Okay. Sorry, let me just scroll up. Okay, so T. Smith says, um, no, Red Border says, that performance is carbon copy of Beyonce Baby Boy. So artistically, how free is she? Plus who was is the audience. I like the song, though. Her voice is pretty. T. Smith says, I do not think there is anything powerful about women using their sex to promote their music. It does nothing but." It, it does nothing but encourage negative perceptions of women that they are nothing more than objects. And Mr. Tang says they're showing that they're multifaceted. We will hopefully see another side of their creativity next album. It's brock time right now. <laughs> um, to say, I can't. See Uh, T Smith says, Cardi B is not talented. A high percentage of her songs are written for her. Vocally, she is not strong. A typical one night wonder. Look at where Rihanna is now. At least she was a little more talented than Cardi. Um, She's not a one night wonder, but but then, and also there's a lot of um, artists who have their stuff written for them. So there's performing artists and then there's creative artists, I think. Whitney Houston never wrote a word in her life. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. So, But it's also about there's taste, and then there's you know, you can like someone you might not, and everyone's got their own personal taste. I'm not a huge fan of Cardi, but I think she's talented in the sense that she could command a stage, you can command an audience, and she's got something about her because someone else will get you give someone a track, you give Cardi the track, what Cardi does with the track, what that other person does with the track, two completely different, and people are going to react in different ways. And they could both be sexual, they could both be as viv- vivacious as, as each other but someone's gonna gravitate to one or the other more. And it's just about personal taste as well. But- I feel like you can't even really throw Cardi in to an argument because to me, she's been herself throughout her career. Like she was a stripper. She went on reality TV, like she's done the same things. It's been the same pattern. When somebody comes out one way and then you see that they switch it up sexually because it's a part of the times, that to me is like, what are you doing? for your artistic self. Like, are you actually being true to yourself or are you being true to the marketing department? And it annoys me that marketing departments are always throwing sex first. And because there's so little representation of black women anyway, it's even more annoying when you're not having a full gamut of who we are. You're seeing this gangster sexualized self being portrayed everywhere. And that's not good as a young, as a young person, you're just craving representation. Exactly. And all you're getting is, I'm a bad girl, or I'm skinning out, or I'm on this, uh, that it's just, it's long. I understand, I agree with the lack
1: of variation.
0: I think it, that, you, you, you it.
1: your aunties. I've got no problem with the majority of things that I see. The problem I've always craved on, and am always crave around, is balance. Just that it's focused, that you're given an opportunity to see people in different zones, different attire, different atmosphere, exactly what's just been said, I totally agree with. Um, and even with Rihanna, Rihanna, I would question some stuff. But absolutely, got every right to. But it's when it's the continuous imagery of the same thing all the time. I only know about Cardi B because three young black women in my, my local Tesco were singing the WAP song. I hadn't heard it up until that point. I was like, what's that? Then when I I did the research, I nearly at YouTube, let alone watched it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Then I saw the amount of views. I could have think to myself, I'm not religious. I'm absolutely not a prude. but But
4: But Uncle, let's talk about the Luke videos back in the day two party. live crew.
1: Disgusting. You know what I mean? I didn't have the knowledge that yeah. I have now, though. I totally agree with you. I was a, I was a Luke fan. In fact, I wanted to yeah, be, no, be in no, their videos no, to go to no, their no. parties. Yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not sitting here and um, professing to be holier than thou. But, you know, at least when I was 15, 16, I knew I couldn't get to join two live crew. I knew I couldn't get to join Luke. That's the difference. As we're over here, you know, the internet is nowhere near as prolific. I had to watch the two live crew on video. It wasn't on television. It was on MTV. Someone would say, yo, two live crew would be like, rah, t- I don't know. Nothing about the songs. I just saw Bikinis and Camel Toe. And I was like, my eyes were like that, like everybody else. You like everybody else. Right? Hey. But now, there's no need for no, there's no need, you don't have to hide nothing. But like Tinder, switch to this video. Switch to that video. Switch to this video. i I go into schools, it has an impact. I'm afraid it really does have an impact on young people. But the point you made, if I is brilliant. Yeah, two live crew. wow, I was upset if I went to one of them parties. That would have made that would have made it for me. And even in even even in those days, I would have said, that's not sexist. That's what the girl then want. Then want for skin out, then out, show a little something. I didn't have the education then that I have now. And I see it as my duty to speak out because the narrative is just awful. But as
3: Well, I do think though, that some some women do want to do that. They do want to skin out. That doesn't mean that you as a man or any man has a right to touch them, has a right to, um, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Assault them in any sort of way. That's the difference, do you know what I mean? That we cannot take the, the woman's right to do what she wants to do with her own body away because men are perceived as unable to control themselves. That's ridiculous.
0: Let's get in the final comments and move on. Uh, Okay, so we have Neil Darte says um, Uncle Jeff makes a great point. Before social media, Luke Atel looked and seemed sensational, something we couldn't do in real life. Nowadays, everything is game. T. Smith says, but where do you draw the line? That's the thing. In some Cardi's videos, she is using a prop that imitates a man's genitals, and Miss Letang is clapping. I guess for Auntie Shadae, but was in there. between asses. So I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's um conflate. Oh well, I'm, I'm going to say that if we're talking about the now, we had we had because we had we had um people talking we had little Kim talking slack. We've we've had years of slackness. Is that is I think there's I a, no, we I didn't, didn't make. In every generation, there's someone that pushed the push the boundaries of culture sexually. That's always the case, and it's always never ever not going to be the case that the the um, the ramifications of that affects certain cultures and certain people. And we can't deny that. But it does. It is actually it's a positioning of the conversation that is always heaped on women to do better when actually we need to teach our men to do better. Absolutely. And what, what Absolutely. Better. And we also need to then have better representations. So there is there is a balance. And there shouldn't be just that if I need to get famous because I mean, I mean, I mean, better
3: representation, different representation. Different, we'll,
0: yeah. different representation
3: different. No, but that's the key thing because you're saying yeah. one is better than the other and
0: yeah. I, no. it's not. Yeah, my bad. So change that language, different representation. And and, and so people can gravitate to whatever they want to gravitate it, to it's a
1: balance. Do. As I said earlier, right. it's just a balance we're asking for. It's just a balance. You know, can you imagine what would happen if you ladies decided next week you were gonna do the shows just in your bras? What's the figures? What's the numbers, jump? I think
0: we'd Come. get shared a lot. No, for real, yeah. you know, because it's four
1: like, black, black women, in. it's like, well, no, no, no. Where's the story? That's my point. I think that's what I'm tired of. <laughs> mm.
0: I can't. Yeah, that's another discussion. Discussion because there's points to that. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you thinking on,
1: about it now? Well, if I should wear a red bra? No, or I mean, a boomer, it's I
0: it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, there's 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 many many things. Okay, Auntie AK, what have I heard? I have heard, by the way, that did you guys know that terms such as white privilege may have contributed to the neglect of disadvantaged oh, white me. people? And by the way, do you know where they got this fact from? That famous, wonderful, very factual, very on point. Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities Report that our good friend and black icon Tony Sewell and his cohorts came up with. So basically using an article from Sky News, they said that MPs on the Education Select Committee said that schools must consider the implication of using politically controversial terminology and find a better way to talk about racial disparities. A report by the committee agreed with the Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities that the term white privilege can be divisive and said disadvantaged white peoples have been let down by muddled policy thinking. It also accused the Department for Education, DfE, of failing to acknowledge the extent of the problem. Conservative MP and Chairman of the Education Select Committee, Robert Halfon, said white working class peoples have been let down and neglected by the system for decades, accusing governments, including his own, of a lack of attention to the issue. Um, And he urged for the DfE to desperately address the matter. So guys, I need you to answer me and tell me, do you think that the term white privilege is the reason why white pupils are failing in society. Work, I must say, working class white pupils are failing in today's society. Uncle Jeff, i would let you lead first.
1: Go ahead. Oh, okay. My, teach, my teacher's hat on again. It's all about terminology and the use of language. Um, Tony Sewage, oh, apologies, Tony Sewell <laughs> was um, commissioned. We knew you as well as I know Tony's record when he used to write for The Voice. In fact, before I got to choice, the very first chat show, which was overnight, one o'clock in the morning, was Tony Sewage. Um, Tony trained as a teacher like myself, but I remember when I got into the game, I met Tony at a conference as a young teacher. He he seemed strange even then. I like him personally, but his views on race and black people were absolutely frightening. So he was always going to do a hatchet job on us. The terminology in itself, the report gives a scope, like Boris Johnson's comments, the comment to the people who booed Raheem Sterling, if you notice, Johnson doesn't comment or say anything because he can't, because he's used that language himself. Doesn't want to be picked up on it. It's almost like uh, the apologist becomes the apologizer. And in this context here, what I find very, very disorientating but factual is that they've, they've now had this report, commissioned it. The evidence submitted was from a black male, a black man, and, and all the panel were of so-called uh, BAME communities apart from a couple of white liberals, allegedly. Um, When you and I come up with an alternative or an argument against it, well, well, hold up a minute. Even your own is saying that, you know, white kids are being left behind and blah, blah, blah. It's, It's almost like class war. You do this tactically and skillfully and you don't get people who are white working class and black working class to look, workers of the world unite, you have nothing to lose but your chains. You don't get them looking at what they don't have. You get them looking at each other. And those who sit at the very top, they continue to walk along seamlessly with their right-wing media, their insidious bias, and they leap on stuff like this and say, do you know what? For the little £3 million that's going on and little £5 million funding, white people now believe, and we're less than 6% of the population, white people now believe that black people are taking over Britain. Because that's, that's the psychosis that's being put in their mind. White people actually think now that there are more black people, more foreigners, more migrants. In some pockets, white working class people think there are more of us in this country than there are of them. And who's impressing those thoughts upon them? Thank you, artists, for allowing me. But that's, that's my personal take, that it's, it, 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 it's permissive, it's pernicious, it's vicious, and it's tactical. And that's why we're having this discussion now about white working class being left behind, like Professor Green's documentary, um, of a couple of years ago about white working class kids, not whatever they're going to commission them documentaries because it fits the narrative remember when Enoch Powell's Rivers of Blood speech who was the group that came out to support Enoch after Ted Heath sacked him in 68 the white dockers the white working class, you know what I mean Enoch's right, Enoch's right you, 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 you lead a fool to poison and the fool will drink that poison even when you told them that there's poison in the water that's what a fool does Thank you. Aunt Shadé.
3: Yeah, I mean the the, ter- the terms like white privilege do not cause disadvantage. <laughs> it just doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. The term hasn't been around in our society for that long either. Do you know what I mean? So, or as popular as it is now, kind of thing. Um, what causes these uh, disparities uh, is poverty. That's what. That's what it is. That that's the common domin- denominator. It hasn't changed. Um, you know, since I was in school, probably not since before that, either. that that's the main issue that we have, is that the lack of money, the lack of funding, the lack of um, support, where young people in this country are being failed over, and over and over and over again. And that is just across the board. Um... Yeah, when it is, it's lack of funds, it's poverty. That's that's the common denominator here. And I think that what this is is like a total cop out to basically not address this situation. And they're going to continue um, to push this narrative. I feel like we're in the beginning of this like storm that's brewing. Um, where things like being being anti woke and um, do you know what I mean, anti black, to be honest, kind of thing are going to be, become more and more and more popular, and these people are just going to literally push back against any kind of advancement for Black people um, in the next couple of months, uh, if not year. Do you know what I mean? As at the same time, as the government will probably push through more austerity measures that are going to keep people poor and oppressed.
0: Superb. Auntie Farah.
4: Um, yeah, I totally second that. This is basically the race for race, isn't it? It's it's be it's pitting one side against the other. It's crabs in a barrel scenario. Let's see what happens to them when we throw these types of words at them. Like Auntie Shard said, this term has not been around long enough for it to be blamed for the lack of people the lack of prosperity within that community it's down to poor local jobs market it's down to lack of community assets and the fact that they're closing all of the places that these children would go to and that's a community thing it's not just to do with race at all it's to do with you know people being able to have the right kind of opportunities and there isn't the right opportunities if you are a poor working class person in this country. Basically, that's what it is. It's generational wealth. If you're living in rented rented accommodation, and you're living from paycheck to paycheck, it doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is, you're not able to save enough money to get yourself out of a situation. And that's not a white thing. That's not a black thing. That's not a, that's not an Asian thing. That's a poor thing. That's what that is. So as I said, they're just pitting us against each other. It's like Auntie Shade said about people, this time, people being Anti woke that we're using these words too much, so it's it's throwing it back in our faces. This is what happens if you use these words. You're not allowed to use these words because what about what about these people over here? It's calling out all the people that you know the Brexiters that went and voted because they thought that all the all the people of colour and all the people from different countries would be kicked out if they went else if they went and they voted towards this. It's 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 the same people that are saying that if you mention the fact that there shouldn't be statues of slave traders that are displayed within our communities, that we're trying to erase our history. And you know, it's it's the same people. And the fact that this came from Tony, as Uncle Jeff said, sewage's report, does not even, doesn't even shock me because what he did there, he made a report that was not for us. He made a report that was for him.
0: He's a different type of black person. So yeah. Auntie Nana. Yeah, everything that you guys said. Um, what I found highly annoying with this was going through the comments and seeing how it worked. Like watching lots of black people being like, oh my God, now you can't even tell the truth. And lots of white people then jumping on the "See, this is what happens when you have diversity and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this works so brilliantly at everybody kind of being butthurt and not seeing actually, they're not seeing all the angles. If you just looked up, why is it that the, you're not actually comparing white middle-class or upper-class kids with with working-class kids? Why are they going to working-class and black? So if I was a white person, that's what I would be looking at. Why am I always being pit with the minority? Then I must be being treated like the minorities so actually all of us are together. Instead, you it's like you're, because there is a level of privilege there, it's easy to turn on the, the black and brown and be like, they need to go and then I'll be treated better. You're not actually seeing how you're being used and the generations go on and they'll just throw other terms and it will be like, oh, poor, you know, we need to help you up at the expense of these people when they're keeping all of us down there in the same place, arguing with each other. It was just annoying that this, this works so well on both angles. Black people take it on and white people take it on. And here we are in this cycle going round and round and nobody ever looks up to be like, actually, who's doing this? And we allow them to continue to do it. That that was the thing that was like, oh my word, here we go again. When when's the blinkers going to be taken off and everybody's like, actually, we the people have the power and we don't need these guys governing us because they show us time and time again that they can't govern anything and all they do is steal. Like, when's, when's that uprising actually truly going to take place? I, I hope it's in my lifetime. I wish it would be, but we all seem to be so caught up in looking sideways instead of up and then demolishing the ones above. So you know, you guys have said it all. Um, yeah, you really have. Um, going through the, the that damn report, uh, and even just when I do control F, put the word in white, and then do return, 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 see how many times the word white comes up in a report about bl- the advancement of black people. It's also is a bit is a bit headfucky as well. <laughs> um, what they what I mean, and in that whole report, there are so many references, and I think it's as you as you said, Auntie Nana, we we're not even looking at this properly. The fact that this report tells us to feel better about ourselves when the the denominator that we're being judged against is working class white people who are struggling. So we're supposed to be like, you know what? Things are great, because you know what we're doing better than? The lower ranks of society that even the rich white people shit on. So the fact that we as people of color are being shit on, the people that are supposedly under us, according to this report, we're supposed to feel better than them. We're supposed to feel like we're, you know, Lord and Lady of the Manor because the working class whites aren't doing as well as us. That is the part where, if I was working class, I'd be like, "You're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Stop trying it. It's you that we're coming for. Go back to go. You instead of paying your ticket to go and walk around Buckingham Palace, you should be finding a way to stone the doors and all that type of stuff. Stop. All, uh, yeah, it's just you guys just said everything, but actually, it's it's very interesting looking at the levels that we're supposed to feel superior over. It's not a good thing when if working class is a denominator and we're supposed to feel better about ourselves for that." And we, it's not us to blame, white privilege, people are misinterpreting what white privilege means again because that's what people will say. I'm working class, I'm on the dole, I've got this, I work, I live in an estate, Um, my my, my mum's a single mum. We were beaten, we were abused, I went through this, I went through that, comparative issues that we all go through as humans. But that is not white privilege because you know what? You can put on a suit and walk into a room, not even open your mouth, and people assume you are somebody. Whereas I put on a suit, or a black man puts on a suit in a certain way, and will still be judged a whole level more. And that is just simply what white privilege is. You can hide behind this. Look, my fair lady. All she, Eliza Doolittle had to do was change her accent and put on a posh dress. Her life was changed. In it, Obviously it's a a film, but that's the metaphor. Whereas I would have to possibly do a lot more than put on a post-dress to not be judged for being some type of black woman or a diversity hire. If I'm in a post-dress and in that space, they'd be like, why are you here? Did you marry someone white? Did you get here on diversity hire? Why are you in? So this is the thing, this is what white privilege means. You don't understand at the back, that is white privilege. It doesn't mean to say your lifestyle is better. It's just the fact that you have the little advantage of having clearer, not clearer, lighter skin that's all that's
1: all and what the privilege is mm. is the pathways and the advantages that you get exactly um, if, if tony sewage wasn't going to provide that outcome they would never have commissioned him to do that report and the second one is 100. when trevor phillips a friend i will say openly here when trevor phillips was chair of the human rights commission do you not remember his famous one about Muslim communities that Britain is dangerously sleeping itself into apartheid? Yeah. They get these people to do these reports. We're the work of the, of the hard work that needs to be done by all of us. Is those of us that have the knowledge and the awareness to see through that, we're not given the platforms or the opportunities to make those imprints or those indents or those indentations to try to get people to see that. A, I don't know if you've ever seen the film. Mississippi Burning. Yeah. And yeah. Gene Hackman. There's a wonderful yeah. line, a wonderful line in the film in which Gene Hackman said that, you know, he grew up as poor white trash and and whatever, but what kept his father's spirit alive, they didn't have anything. Well, as long as he had more than the ends as in the term for us, that's what kept his spirit up. Yeah. Yeah. That in it's, itself yeah. is a statement. As long as I'm doing better than the foreigners, then you know what I mean? It's all right. You got to remember Johnson didn't, didn't care about or understand about calling Muslim women's boxes and his comments about watermelon and smiles and thick lips and race, because he's grown up in a particular way. Remember one thing, ladies, before we move on, before AK tells me to shout out, and rightly so. <laughs> An organised minority will always rule a disorganised majority. Not fiction fact. An organised minority will always, always rule over lies. All over a disorganised majority. What do they say? In my sociology A level paper. Uh, if people voted in accordance with their class, there'd never ever be a conservative government. To be honest, yeah. Why? That that, that was it. That was the question. If yeah. people voted in accordance with their class, look at what the working class people did in the north of England because of Brexit. Brexit with the promise of we'll keep the foreigners out.
2: Yeah. Exactly. There's your answer.
1: Daily Mail, Daily Express, the scum. Very very powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Um, yeah. newspapers don't sell anymore, really, but they, they're very powerful on social media. Why do you think Murdoch and the rest of them hold on to them? Trust. Let's when get the comment. One of the like most visited websites on the web
0: in when my journalism degree, the most, the, the, the daily mail, the most, isn't it? Like, the Daily so. Mail was a, was a reference in my journalism degree. The Daily Mail is the best paper. Like, if you're talking about mm-hmm. how to get into the hearts and minds of people. If you take away all his politics, that the, the, the blueprint, that was in my da- in my journalism degree. That is a reference point. Yeah. Well, and even, you, you, we call it the daily, that's the, the sun, the scum, the puns and the headline, the, the sun on a university degree, that is referenced. Um, let's get the comments. Okay. Sorry, my thing keeps on jumping. Let me just scroll up. I'm gonna try and get as many comments as possible. I'm gonna start off with Um, T Smith says in theory though at Sade I know that's the old one sorry (laughs) Nicola says wow poor poor white people being marginalized by these institutions oh wait institutional racism does not exist jokers and hypocrisy and Antoinette says white boys from poor families failing is a responsibility of white infrastructure who designed the system for themselves. If it's not serving them, then they should look within for change and not compare with other groups, i.e. Black people. And Adfinet goes on to say, also, if white people are fed up with the whole diversity debate, this could have been all avoided if they left us where we were and picked their own damn cotton and sugar <laughs>
2: There Very we true. go.
0: So Auntie Smith says, "Here, here, Auntie AK." Okay, cool. Um, so now we move on. We move on. We move on. Two. It's it's kind of like a new suge- a new section, I guess, because then we have our most new story. Oh, uh, we do. Oh, oh my God, my bad. See, I'm forgetting Uncle Jeff. See, I normally do it to Auntie Farah, and it's you, Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff, what have you heard in the news today?
1: And it's a quick one, but I'm I'm so glad that it wasn't a black woman and it wasn't a black story, so I have to share this with you. A fake wedding and a quarter of a million dollar scam. This one is Eastern European. So (laughs) I'm delighted. It's not a black man marrying a, 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 a white woman that's size 26 and he's a female equivalent of 12. Um, this is a when a British charity worker got engaged to a young Ukrainian woman. He thought he was building a new life for them both in Odessa. He was wrong. James, um, who was 52, who worked for a British charity, um, he basically got fleeced out of loads of money. Um, the woman he was with, or you see seeing, was already married to somebody. And the best part of it is, is that um, she said that she can't marry him uh, because of family ties and connections. However, the woman who was doing the interpreting, him and the woman that he was seeing because she was Uk- Ukrainian, didn't speak language. She, they, they, she persuaded him to marry the interpreter and they get a quick divorce. You, you couldn't make this up. You couldn't make this up. So Wait, what I'm asking on. ladies is, ladies of vigor and class and talent, if you met a man of your same age group from abroad and had loads and loads of money would you fleece him and flip it on the other side could you ever see yourself being fleeced by a male hussy? I have to ask because when I read these stories and I watch these programs and I feel like crying, Auntie A.K., Auntie Nana, Auntie Farah. I, I, I look at myself with great incredulity. How stupid can you be? Two hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and the final part is that he woke up in hospital. They spiked his drink, so the marriage and he never, he's ever kissed this woman. It never got consummated. The marriage, or whatever, even with the um uh the, the interpreter that he married, they told him that a flat cost 186,000 pounds, the real value of it was 42,000 pounds. Like, so they got that money. and look at, look at everyone's faces like you couldn't, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't make it up. So, please tell me, ladies, if you met a guy, you know how much I admire all four of you, but I have to hear your journeys. So, any one of you in whatever order, you meet a guy. It was a billionaire? You do not like him remotely, even sexually. Would you fleece him? How would you fleece him? And even on the flip side of it, I'd be fine laughing yet off. If you know little man's like looking at passport, how do Are you you, how yes. do you get sucked into I need 15 grand for hospital bills? Boy, you know what? Someone's died. How? Please, aunties, educate me. Women, how do you do it? How do you get away with it? He wants to go first. I'm Please open the floor.
0: Who's going first? We all equally, just all
4: equally great. Okay, first part of
0: the question. What
4: was it? If I it, would I allow? Could yeah. you? My... Could you?
1: Could you? Could you? Ever imagine yourself being fleeced by a man no. looking for a passport? No, no, and no. no. No chance. No, 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 because no.
4: no. you know what? Yeah. No, man, like you'd have to have some different type of penis for me (laughs) to like, like to literally be like, it's yours and like everything is yours. No, man, come on, you've got to like, even if you're whooped, even if it is that sweet, it's sweetening you that nicely to give up. You've got to still use your brain. Come on, you can't be handing over your cash like that. You've got to be a bit wiser. Like you're falling for things Like, do your due diligence, even when it comes to this type of shit, you can't just be handing over your coins. No, so that's never gonna happen to me. And as as like English people from, you know, backgrounds of African and Caribbean communities, we all know about people trying to get the red book. So no, you're not trying to come to me for none of that shit. Like that's not happening. You can't chat to me, like I'm not falling for it. There ain't nothing you can do for me, you little island boy or whatever it is. Like, unless you're on my level. You can't just try and think you're come to fleece me for my money. No, that's not happening. And would I fleece somebody? No, yeah. mother, no, because actually you said that she didn't sleep with him, it?
1: Nothing, no, no sex, no, never okay. that interpreter was always there. And he married the yeah, interpreter, was interpreter.
4: Anyway, like, no, I couldn't do that because karma is a bitch. So what goes around comes around. The type of karma that you're gonna get from that type of behavior. No, the only way I feel like I would do this if I knew that he was a murderer or a paedophile or something dirty like that, so I was going to get him through his money. But come on, that's the only way that I'm saying I would fleece him for his coins without having to sleep with him. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Like this, you just can't do that to people. It's not nice. You can't do that type of shit. So, no, 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 and no. Okay.
0: Um, All right. So, if I was single and this is like a billionaire who Wants to, like he, he likes my conversation, he thinks I'm riveting, he wants to spend time with me, and I don't think the same of him. He absolutely has to pay an hourly rate. He may not know <laughs> what hourly rate, but he's paying for more <laughs> time. My hourly rate is a hundred thousand per hour. So, wow. by the time we've been spending time together, if I get payment for my hourly rate that I have been riveting conversation for him, I don't think that's conning. I don't think they conned this man. They gave him excitement. He had fun. He just paid £250,000 to be with them for the time that they were available to him. And then he no longer had access. That's not conning. It was a mutual exchange. He just didn't know how much it cost. And that's, that's just how life goes. Like really, he had fun with two women talking to him. If he if, if he's if he he's probably that dry, it cost him that much. Like you know, he should have been thankful. I would do the same, Auntie Shadow? Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of in the. <laughs> <laughs> to be
3: honest, I didn't did um, like
1: that pause. You know, she's thinking about the money. You know, the way she took so long to get there. I'm I'm not, not, I'm not, what?
3: I'm, I'm not even hesitating. I think if he wants to buy me gifts, pay for my lifestyle. Pay my bills. Absolutely. Like, what's the problem? We're two consenting adults. Do you know what I mean? If he, if he, if he's okay with me not sleeping with him, not kissing him, not physically touching, and he still wants to pay for my lifestyle,
1: who's the fool? <laughs> you, you abuser. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> i disg- <laughs> sure that you. you also,
3: as well, some men like that. There is a fetish out there that men, that some men like to pay for women's lifestyle. I. Go, go for it, honey. Do do it all. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm hundred percent there for that. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. But I think like what I'm worried about with myself is the other way around. Could I? Yeah. Could I get um, finesse? Probably. I'm not even going to say I'm I've, I'm I'm not above it because I love a pretty face and a smile. I can't lie. And I'm very generous, so it's very uh, I would make sure that I had people around me that knew, like, that kind of, like, made sure that I wouldn't be sending any money, because I, I'm not above it.
1: I could. I could do it. I could. Can, we put, can we put in the comments, please? www.sistershade will give you a chance to fleece it. UK <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe what I'm
2: mean. doing. Uh, well, well, well,
1: they are lining up as we speak. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: I mean I'm not sending anybody money I mean look, the thing is, I think it depends on my level of riches and when I became rich because if I became rich tomorrow it's not happening you're not fleecing me for damn because the way I've been poor before I'm like I ain't been poor again so you are not gonna come <laughs> and say oh just give me this oh, give me this if you're with you can have that or anything it, it's just not the minute we start talking about money is like there'll be lots of questions we could be diplomatized over that side you might It might be you're cheating on me, all that type of stuff. But when you're talking about, yeah, babe, so I need this. I'll, there'll be questions. There'll be a spreadsheet. There'll be a form. Because I am not going back to being poor if it happens tomorrow. Spreadsheet, you know. Listen, there'll be questions. <laughs> if I was like, I'm, you know, rich, become rich, become rich, and it is what it is, I, it, there has to be an element of susceptibility that people just think maybe, just maybe. So I, I'd hate to, I would not like to be so confident to say it would never happen to me. Because uh, there has to be an element of hope, wish and a dream that, People just turn off their common sense to be like, no, nah, maybe this person is actually, even though he's from the village and he's got no money and he's and 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 he's just met me and he's just been shown a whole lifestyle. Somehow in there, he's not gonna leave me the minute we step foot in the Western lands. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I just, I don't know how
1: people turn off that sensibility. I don't know. It's so but easy. But but Auntie but 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 A.K. and the rest of the crew, what if the guys, like, like Sister Sane said, oh, I'm, I'm so weak. for but that's a what days. I'm saying. What if, what if he's meeting all your expectations? That's you what I'm saying, it? Uncle no. If
0: He meets all the expectations and I'm, yes,
4: I'm, yes. I'm no. Because I expect you to be on my level. So that means that you got to put in Somehow, and
3: no, that's not like you gotta match it. What are you putting in? Energy, like, yeah, that's like you do you someone that's fleecing me. That's no, they could be doing everything, but they like, just don't have status and a money. No, no, no that's yeah. Yes. No,
4: We're talking about someone fleecing me, but you because don't know the fleece of me. The art of
3: fleecing is like, oh, babe, I just need, I just need two grand job just to get through the month. And you've got you've got say if you got like Get, know
4: you, know what? you know what? Let's fill out an application form, like Auntie AK said. We'll get a spreadsheet out, we'll fill out an application form, we'll work on the interest rate and the payback and the penalties. If you don't pay back, we'll do that. Because you know what? For money and money, money, money and dick do mix. Yeah. Auntie,
1: Auntie, Auntie, AK, can we put in the comments, please? Www don't waste your time with auntiefara.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean,
0: I think it's all well said and done, and I think it's <laughs> case by case because the person could be picking up "Look, you know what? You see, we we're all, we 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 all come from countries that have house girls and house boys. I yeah. remember going to my aunties, and the houseboy was cute, and I remember he, t- he took me to, he took me to he took me to my parents. My mum was not happy. They were like, no, where are you going?' But ble- I like, well, you. That's there's that kind of little bit of mentality. So there's a bit like, but. You know there's that element where no he loves me like no, this wasn't the case with me i'm not talking, i was young i am like in this situation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> super yeah, rich.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: i'm saying super rich and then the help is like you know you know just filling all those needs it could happen but i'm just saying if i was rich tomorrow it's never gonna happen and could and would i do it um yeah i'm so icky if, as long as there's no touching <laughs> and stuff involved if it's just about conversation entertainment and there's no physical and i can get around it but i think to plan and do it, I think uh, I wouldn't, it's, that's not me. But if it was an easy, realistically, if a billionaire wants to spend, it has to be a thing where he just genuinely has so much money, don't give a damn. Can I just say something
3: quickly, yeah? yeah so a friend of mine, she met a billionaire, yeah? And um, he was like, like, look, while well, I'm in London, I just want I just want to go to dinner with you, bring your friend as well, here's my cards. We don't even have to, we we can just go to dinner. I'll do that, I do that. And I'll do that. See you tomorrow. Like, are you
0: not doing that? I do that, I do that, I'm I do that, I do that. That's different. <laughs> I wouldn't to play out <laughs> so I had hold different. of his card. Yeah, so she could just... be out. like, we should... Oh, no, I know this really nice place that we can rent out. It's a lovely flat. It needs to be furnished. And it'll be all your... Des- and then I'm just going to rent out the flat. <laughs> make it all nice while he's here. And it'll just be like, whenever you come to London, just you let me know. And then you can come and stay in the flat. It's your flat, it's our flat. But <laughs> I think, <part laughs> of the police, I think if, it's, if it's the conniving side of things, I just don't think in the end I don't have it in me because it is the karma thing that Auntie Farah said. But I think if it's, it's a thing exist. with, but I <laughs> think, think that fun. if it's planning, I don't know if I can actually really, I don't know. I'm saying it because I'm saying it from this really stupid position because I'm, you know, if a billionaire presents himself, I'd like a billionaire's present himself for me to try. I'd like it to happen. Let me have it. Let's have it. Let's put it in the universe. Billionaires. Can you, Jeff, where's your www. What's a billion?
1: I'm waiting wait for you to finish. <laughs> okay, www. Auntie Nana will do the same thing to you. Beware. <laughs> well, at www. AK, you're dead, brother. You're dead. dot <laughs> <UK. What>? Well, at <laughs> gmail. <laughs> you lot are absolutely. Okay, oh, hold on, Uncle Jeff, with your questions. What about you? What about you? Well, you see, I, I, the reason why I'm, I'm bitter. I used to get out of a tennis player. You might know her. She's, her name was Serena. And we broke up. And she was after my money. She didn't want to work. So, she didn't yeah. want to work. They're like, I'm number one tennis player in the world. I don't care. Show me your money. so like she had to go. She didn't want to work. She, didn't, okay. she wanted my money. So, no, I know for real, I couldn't do that. However, when I've taught abroad, I have met women who are 26, 27, 28, who are the... You see, when you're in from the West and you, were, and you go to those environments... I'm afraid to say, as bad as I look, when you've got money, you do look like Idris Elba to them. You do look like Denzel. But when you've got money, you you know, the fact you haven't got hair anymore, you actually look like you are chiseled, you are toned. All the things that Auntie Shanae said about, like, oh, well, you know, for a little pretty face. Cha, the money I've got, I am Denzel, Will Smith, Michael B, all rolling in one. I see, I see man them bigger than the whole of social media with some of the most stunning black women where I'm close to tears. I'm thinking, I'm so glad I'm not female. And I'm so glad that my father crossed the Atlantic because boy, I know I'll be, I'll be dying. No, I couldn't, and ask your question very quickly. No, I couldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And the other one is that I'm too intelligent in my head and perhaps too <laughs> mean to myself to have any woman come and fleece me. If we get on a first date, believe me, Walk with your fifty percent. Walk with your fifty percent. W W What? Walk, yes, walk, you walk with you know. your bet money. Well, you know what? It's a date, yeah. And the w- second date. You said first date.
2: You seen half W-W- and W-W- half, W-W-
1: half, W-W- half on the first listen, date. Listen to the me. The thing is, www dot jacksonrealest dot, yes, yes, dot
2: com dot uk. Yes. No. Second date.
1: Second date. Auntie Charlotte. Auntie another auntie. First auntie. A K. Second date. You need to know if you're gonna get my company again. Can you cook? So let's forget that.
0: I'm
1: only kidding, ladies. Just for the just for the uh, no, I I, I, I could not I, I wouldn't do it. I've never done it. And um and I wouldn't get scammed by a young woman or any kind of woman in that respect there. If you need a thousand pounds for your car, well, you know what? Oyster car's about $22.50 for the month. You're gonna have to drive that while are running around the place. I haven't got that. Like you say, spreadsheet. Questions asked, WhatsApp videos saying I will give you your money back. You must be joking, star. To come back on here in front of the aunties and say I got fleeced. they would be like, Jeff Schumann, you got catch. Oh, feel it for you, Auntie Farah. Oh my God, I must to cut my throat and hang myself now. No way, no way am I going to give you Charday and Nana the opportunity to laugh at me. No, you can't scam. In fact, they don't call them Gambian men. They call them Scambian men. Can you imagine they call them scambians. You can't you can't catch me like that. But I just can't believe those stories when I watch those programs, Auntie AK. I keep seeing people, but Lammy Lam said he loved me and that we would build the next like you're older than that. his grandmum. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on? Wait, <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Let's <laughs> get a comment. <conference>, <laughs> Let's get a conference. You're making me emotional now, aunties. Yeah.
0: We don't have too many. Um, queer says, hi guys, I nearly missed you. Lovely to see you all. Um, and Nicola says um, it's his flat, our flat and she's laughing. <laughs> right. Gosh, gosh. Alright. 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 Mm. Okay. That's what I heard this week. That's, yeah, that's what we all heard this week. <laughs> so now it's time for Not Aunties, no best, no, no. It's the new section. It's Aunties, get in your business. No, 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 no. no. Aunties, get in your business. Stole that from, uh, no. I'm you now. Aunties, get in your business. Aunties, get in your business. Aunties, getting in business. business with Jeff.
1: Schumer. I can Sweet. answer: heterosexual male and looking for love. Right, move on to the next section. <laughs> All right, yeah, no special, no, male and looking for love uh, that's it that's the story no independent answer. working own my own money own my own home own my own car right right yeah,
0: back to basics aunties get in your business is where we have our special guest who is jeff schumann today and um, we're just gonna get into a little bit of his business we we're gonna ask you a few questions you gotta answer truthfully and that's it so i'm gonna go first jeff schumann tell us
1: in your own words what you're known for and what you do Um, I'm known for being a broadcaster, I'm a professional comedian and a professional um, broadcaster. I'm also a media trainer um, as well, so I I work with people who want to present uh, on radio. Um, I trained originally as a school teacher, I'm a sociologist, I've got a masters in community and youth work. Um, uh, When I met my former partner, I was probably a size 12, by the time the relationship finished I was a size 24, Uh, and she still is a size 12 to this day. So. yeah, and so I went on a journey about five or six years ago where I decided it was important that I lost weight, that I went, I went on a diet and I did it and I've managed to keep the weight off um, due, even during lockdown. But I'm, I'm known, I'm known um, as a social commentator and a social troublemaker.
4: Amazing. Okay, so my question now, Uncle Jeff, what
1: do you want the world to know about you? Um That I'm genuine, uh, that I'm honest, Um, I would like to be liked, but that's not the most important thing in my life. Um, And I would like to to feel that with the things that I do when I go into schools, and with the way in which I commentate on social media, that I really am trying to make a difference. I'm a writer, I'm on my fourth play. Um, And I really would love to have a a hit play that like why I'm on this now, is to try and just change the narrative. You know, um, there are reasons why without miseducation, why we carry guns and knives and behave. Um, in the manner and ways in which we do, because about social conditioning. But I really would like to. Um, uh, I guess in the way that like Martin Scorsese is known for The Godfather. Um, I love Will Smith's in Pursuit of Happiness. I love Blackish. You know, I, 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 I just the writing is just so good. I, I would love to be known, Auntie Farah, for something that where if any of you four women came to see it and said I like that, that's like high praise from Caesar you're the, the, exactly the kind of black woman i'd be like wow that is absolutely brilliant that is brilliant for men like me absolutely brilliant so it's having validation from the people that you respect that's what i'd like to be known for auntie Farah.
0: are we have i lost you no auntie nana's still on mute and she's asking the question about being Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not on mute am i <laughs> no, no <laughs> I, sorry. Didn't know. I actually thought i was i was lying sorry. <laughs> okay okay but right. so my question is, everyone's got a bit of uncle or auntie in them what's yeah. your uncle trait
1: um i love to think i was a great aunt i'm a good uncle to my my niece is 20 34 now said her first child and my nephew's 32. um i like to think i'm a good uncle a serious uncle but i've always liked to classify myself as having fun i'm a big child i'm a big kid really um, but I'd like to think that my trait is, is that I'm very serious and so I take imagery so seriously. I, I, I really do, and how we're portrayed. And so I'd like to think that my nephews and nieces can look at me and say that their uncle has done something with himself. And it, inspired, it will inspire them to hopefully do some things because my niece is um, quite intellectual. I, I in, in, the, in the context of how you define intellectual behavior, she could sit on this podcast and she'd be nowhere near as strong as you guys, but however, she would she, she's not a hard sell to say, you know, you are podcast, aren't the AK, you know, this is this is where you need to be watching, and whatever. People like that that I come in contact with, that that, that, you know, that's that's the uncle in me. You know, you, you must never give to receive. But I would always help anybody if they ask. Anybody who asks me, that's my weakness. I'm 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 too generous, I think, sometimes.
0: Oh, that's so, but hold on, just pause on that. Didn't you just say that you, you wouldn't get fleeced, Uncle Jeff?
1: Yeah, you, know, I'm, I'm a, you know, you know, you I'm good for entertainment value, but um, <laughs> that, that, that's that difference. Being nice. And meeting someone. Can you imagine? She, she she used to go shopping in Lidl, but when I come along, she wants to go Marks and Spencers. You must be joking, Russell. No, 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 no. Let's 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 go. So I say, uh, okay, Auntie Auntie Charlie, let's go out for dinner. What shall we, Charlie? Oh, I'd love to go to the West End. Well, send me some WhatsApp pictures from the restaurant because we ain't going there. If you, if you if you if you you don't like Nando's, then you don't like me. <laughs> the, the, the first meal must cost Auntie Ak 250 pounds. That's a holiday. That's a holiday for four.
3: <laughs> but um, Uncle Jeff, you have done so much in your life. Like I remember listening to you when I was younger, and you influence influenced definitely. Don't
1: lie. Me and you were the same year at school. About when you were younger, I dare you. <laughs> My, my, my mom went to school with Auntie AK. How dare you about when you were younger? How dare you? I'm you. How dare you? I'm you were you were the year above me. How dare you? I used to listen to you. Yeah, you listened to me. Shout that your mum died in the car. I, like, I used to listen to you. Okay, oh, wow. My mum were in the same class. How dare
3: you? I wasn't in that year. So, but, <laughs> but if you can think of um, at least three highlights of your either work life or personal life um, that you could share with us. Please.
1: Okay, the first one would be, I have two boys with the same partner I was with. Her, I was with her for 15 years. I stressed with the same partner, the two boys. Um, the first boy I helped deliver him. He was a home birth. So I oh, saw him before oh, she did. Wow. So that, that, that was the first one um, that really made good. me super proud. Um, the second one would be that I always wanted to be an entertainer. I, I mean, I really did want to, to, to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And long before Choice FM, long before The Real McCoy, I got the break to perform and never look back. The power that, you know, I'm very—I'm an introvert. I'm very shy on a one-on-one. I'm useless. Give me a microphone or give me a platform.
2: Yeah, No
1: problem at all. One-on-one. You, you must be joking. I make Frank Bruno look intellectual. But but, but when I'm, when I'm um, uh, with a microphone and people are paid to come and see me and I've got the platform where I'm writing a play, basically where I can show off, I'm yeah. great. I'm great in groups. But one on one, nah, no, no, no. I'm a mute. I'm, not, I'm no good. Um, and the third one would be that I would like to think that I do inspire young people after I meet and speak with them. I don't patronize. I never condemn their behaviour. Mm-hmm. I explore options with them. Talk about pathways. and use myself as an example of how wretched I once was. Through um, no fault of my own, I didn't have the education then that I have now. I thought I thought black women were ugly. I used the word I thought black women were ugly because I was about 14, 15, wow. Charlie's Angel. Because I grew up in a time when there were very few black women, Moira Stewart, the newsreader, there were a few black women, the Williams sisters hadn't arrived. There were a few black women that I could look at that I thought were sexual or good looking. That's the generation. Most black men over 45. Trust me. You know, we, we you know the, the whole thing was about, you know, well, you know, um, if you if you know, for, where I grew up in West London, I think for every white girl, there were a thousand black men. So
3: what what changed that though? What what
1: education. Uh, yeah. education furthering my education, knowledge of self, learning about myself. My That's surname is Juma. Yeah, but, but, but when I was younger, sister um auntie, no, no, let me let me tell you how embarrassing it was. We used to play football in my local park called Jamaicansville the rest. Mm. Anybody who had an African-sounding name, I'm African. Historic, I'm an African. Anybody who had an African name was terrorized. Bola, what's that? Blah, 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 Because we didn't know any better because the level of education we've been given made us talk and taunt each other. I hadn't gone to talk in Africa at 22 at that stage. I was only going by what I knew and what British schools and the grammar school I went to had taught me. I was never a proud African until I furthered my education. And that's what saved me. That's why I behave the way I behave. And I, I make no apology that my circle is very black. Um, and again, before anybody attacks me in the comments, I'm absolutely not opposed to anybody's relationship at all. I tell you, with great sincerity, I love black women with an absolute P. I love black women. Not like don't get on with. I love black women. Now, how many men like myself, who sit in the media in the position that I do, are, are, are passionate enough to say that publicly? I've not made a comment about anybody else's culture. I've not made a comment about anybody's relationship. I'm on this podcast because I saw it, and I, I and with total humility and jealousy, I was like, "I need to be a part of this. It's not fair. Why? Why are they doing it and I'm not? And yet, when I when I'm doing stuff and oh, whatever during lockdown, I was getting numbers of three, three fifty, and I stopped doing it. I was busy. Do- I had to get back to a training regime. But this, this, is, this is exactly the four of you in my mind, in my heart, where I'm at. This is exactly what black women, and this is exactly the kind of representation that the mainstream media are terrified of, with a capital T. You don't sit there and laugh like idiots. I'm going to say something later on that's to, that might can get you shut down. But you know what? You know, it is just wonderful not to be subjected to Alison Hammond. Trust me. Lord have mercy.
0: Let me get on. So Auntie AK is asking, what am I asking (laughs) third person? What's on your um, blooper reel? What would you
1: delete? Um, I don't think I'd delete anything really because everything's been a learning curve. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, it would have been, I wish the choice hadn't sacked me. But there's there's not really a blooper. Oh, some of the old photographs that appear that people send me reminders that are very painful. I'd even look at them and think, nah, I was never that big, wasn't I? George, who's that i must have met him so sometimes you know it's great that i haven't got the double chin anymore i'm not sweating profusely i haven't got two chins on the back of my neck or my head i'm, I'm a standard male large clothes that i wear i'm not i'm not caked in black anymore you know like i can, I'm look alright dressed in white i'm i'm alright i you know, i can i can i can dress how i want to dress and so i love it the freedom so a blooper reel, um just some of the old, how 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 bad it got so when I do meet some women who haven't seen me for a long time, it's was like, Jeff, oh, I heard you were, you, I heard you changed. And then they'll say something like, you look so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look so much better now. You're kind of thinking, well, how bad was bad? And was it you're saying? I was asked to dance one time on New Year's Eve about three years ago. I'll never forget. The dance was so lovely. It was, it was to, um, uh, I shouldn't say this because it was an R. Kelly tune. it's a slow jam bump on grind. And the woman said, she said that I could never, ever imagine myself dancing with someone like you. So the first part of it, I'd take oh. it I was like, well, oh, that's, that's really cool and whatever. And then the second part of it, she was like, my God, you haven't even got a stomach. Oh. <laughs> you start thinking to yourself, well, you know what? It's better than what it was, but I don't live for that level of <laughs> and whatever. And one, I could never do that because of the condition I let myself get into, but, you know, People are quite often, if you're not a female, 10 or 12, you know, 14 or 16 is deemed as big, 18 is seen as ridiculous, that that's the world we live in. I don't accept it. I don't like it. Man, I really don't like it. Um, But what can I do about it? I I lost weight and all of a sudden, Auntie AK, women I'd known for a very long time who never spoke to me. I was big, fat, jolly Jeff, um, uh, uh, charismatic Jeff, joker Jeff. All of a sudden it was, right, is that Jeff Schumann over there? And the way they do it and the way they look at you, you know, and sort of say, wow, okay. And then I, I want to follow them and say, come back here, you. <laughs> what, what do you mean by, well, okay. What are you trying to say about me? But I, I live with it and um I, I live in a situation where, you know, if I go to bed and I dream about food, I put on half a stone. So, you know, okay. I, I, I have to, unfortunately. I, I drink two litres of water. I have to keep on training because I like alcohol. I mean, I'm not, not even spirits, really. You know, I like drinking beer. And that's one of the empty calories. I like yes. the social life. I like what we're doing here. Um, but for me, there's a price I have to pay. And I, I don't want to go back to everything I wear. It has to be black. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, I, haven't, like I, said, I haven't got a double chin anymore. So I'm quite happy about that respect. But, you know, if you want to do your research, you go look at some of the old choice of fan pictures. Even I look at them and I'm like, oh... <laughs> We've all yeah. got those pictures in the background. Well, none, none of you ever have, you know, I can safely say the majority of people, unless you've been in that scenario, um, you know, I, re- I don't smoke anything. And so I don't have a compulsion to understand, you know, why people are, are hooked on, on tobacco and nicotine and smoke marijuana. And I'd have no problems with that. I don't, I personally don't do it. But my relationship with alcohol, I've never been drunk in my life ever but I like the social, I like the sitting down with people, I like to sit with people like this, have a conversation, alcohol is flowing, but unfortunately my body tells me where you guys could drink three or four, whatever it is you may drink, my body tells me you've just gained five, six pounds, Mm -hmm. and that for me is like three or four days in the gym, I'm very good, I'm a very good swimmer, Um, I just have to go all the time, it's almost like a compulsion now, I don't like that part of it, but Lockdown, I put on half a stone. The minute gym's open, I was able to take it off. Panicking, well absolutely done. panicking. Well done. Um, so my question is, who
4: in your family did you turn to for advice, and what's the best piece of advice or saying that impacted
1: you? My father. Go out and work, because there's no freeloading in this yard. Um, I've got an elder sister, Oxford. She's a fluent Russian. And um, French speaker. So she's 12 years older than me. So she was the first black woman who was the mayor of Lambeth. She's a Labour politician, and she she narrowly, yeah. Marion Shuman. She narrowly lost out to Sharon Atkin, who got the nomination for Nottingham to be the MP, who then lost the role by saying the Labour Party is institutionally racist. Um, so I, I had that when well, I was good at sports. So I had that 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 drive and motivation of someone when my mates were out playing football I, I was indoors having to do my homework and I despised her for it. But it inculcated a level of behavior in me. That, and that advice was was that you know um my father always said only you can put you where you need to be. And that's the truth. You know, yeah. when I was making the type of money that I was making as a broadcaster, um I didn't go and spend 35, 40 thousand pounds on a car. I didn't spend a fortune on gold chains. My, my, my mentality at 26, 27 was different. And the first opportunity I got, I live in a big house on my own. The first opportunity I got to buy the property, I did it. So when I have watched things like, I said, Auntie AK about interest rates and blah, blah, blah. I've got no idea what they're talking about. It's nothing to do with me. Or fixing mortgage here and rent and blah, blah, blah. I did the things that I was supposed to do. So if ever I become unwell or if anything ever happened to me, I haven't got to, one, rely on the state, and two, I haven't got no landlord or no mortgage red letter coming through the post to I me, mean, I owe my rent, or, 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 or I owe, I mean, mortgageries. Um And it's, it seems, it seems simplistic, no, not simplistic, it seems um, myopic, but the truth is, you know, that any red letter, whether it be a utility bill or whatever, drives me into orbit. I don't like to owe anybody any money. Never done a catalogue. You know, never taken a car out on, um, on finance or HP, whatever. You know, I, I'd rather wait, starve, save the money and just buy it. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm at a stage where I'm, I'm you know, I'm the right, let me stress, I'm the right side of 50. The very right side of it. Um, I, I owe nobody anything. Don't owe anybody any money. I don't, and I'm proud of that. And I boast in my heart and mind and say that I did the things that I was supposed to do. So if I went out, obviously I'd avoid the four aunties, but if ever I went out on a date, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get fleeced because I've, I've worked hard. <laughs> www.artifier will mash you up and take your money. Day, forget the warm smile that will wreck you and take you. www.rtak you deserve what you get. www.artinella, <laughs> I dare you. Oh, you must be joking! No, 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 no! no. I've, I've got sense. I've matured. I've got sense, and um, hence I'm not. I'm not owned by anybody. or scared of anybody. I can speak freely. I'm not. I'm not. I'm self-employed. I haven't got to worry about well, what my bosses say. The play that I'm currently writing, which is set in a courtroom and a classroom, um, the difficulties I will have is that it's not about. There is an element of 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 guns and knives, but the onus is very much on the system that churns out that type of behavior. I'm not blaming us, because we've been thoroughly miseducated to behave the way in which we behave. Whenever I go to the theater, I love plays. I love theater. Quite often, sometimes I'd leave there a bit empty, like I've sat there and watched someone for two and a half hours and, you know, I've written a play in which you, the audience, when you arrive, you're the jury. Well, what happens? Our generation, um, Auntie AK, often criticise the younger generation. We have discussions. I've written a play for the whole family. The, the minute you arrive in the play, you are part of the play. You are the jury. And, and in certain scenes, members of, some members of the cast will walk out to the audience and give their evidence as to why they are the way they are. It's a bit like, have you ever seen the film called West Side Story? It's yeah. A musical. It's a bit like that and a film called 12 Angry Men. Henry Fonda, where the jewelry has to make. So it, it, it's a combination of that kind of thing, but it's an interactive experience. So when you come to see the theatre, you're all told to rise, and the evidence that you will see, and so you've got three school teachers. One's an African-Caribbean male, close to retirement, hates young people and what they've been turned into. An Asian teacher who's a music teacher, who's who's in a mixed marriage, who believes that you know music be the food of love, play on. And a young white teacher, urban, who the kids love. a bit older than them they can relate to him because the way he speaks and whatever so the big clash between the older black teacher who wants to get these kids out of this 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 pathway of comprehensive to to, to incarceration and the young white teacher who's telling the older teacher your methods don't work they can't hear you and that's quite often we can't reach the younger generation because we're not of that well you are younger than me but i'm not of that generation when you hit 50 ladies trust me you know when you get that when you when you get to that milestone it's almost as if, like, well, you know, everyone celebrates it as a special birthday. But you know, like I say, I really should have known who Cardi B was. But I found out because I heard three young 14 and 15 year olds at best singing this wet ass. I could I just thought, what are they singing? Got home, asked my son, and he told me, Oh, that's the Cardi B tune. Straight away, Google Cardi B. I'm like Two years too late after Cardi B. I don't like that, I like slow jams, I like mellow music, I'm romantic, I write poetry.
0: Can I jump in quickly and ask about your, just if you're talking about your dad um, and your big sister being the person that gives you gave you the best advice, What um, what's the relationship between you and your kids?
1: Do you, do two do you, boys, um, the, the youngest one is uh, on a scholarship in America. Very proud of him. And the older one, his GCSEs, his A-levels were very, very good. Took a gap year on his degree, and it's about whether he wants to go back or not. Um, my relationship as a father, i like to think, because I think that, you know, when you break up with your partner, um, it's very important. This is for me speaking as a, as a dad, on the relationship that you have with the mother of your children. And my my, my ex-partner is a black psychologist, um, and she's pretty senior. So for every thousand words that I would use, she will only use five. Had the same meaning, because she's skilled. So um, I couldn't wish for a better mother for my two boys. And uh, the one thing I do prove, if you ever go on my pictures, I prove consistently that ugly men can have good-looking children. The older one models, and the younger one could model if he wanted to as well. Very good-looking, my boy. Everyone tells me that. You know how bad it was, Auntie AK? When when I was with Jamal back in the day, coming off a of choice and whatever, he'd be with me. I remember a woman once said to me, whose child's that, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> well I was with took him to the barbers one day. I was in House in Northwest London. Oh Jeff, your son's so cute. Must look like the mum. So when people make these comments, they don't realise Auntie Farah what they're saying. Um Auntie Nana, Auntie Charlie, they don't realise. But it's great. As I say, I I am I am the living embodiment that ugly men can have good looking children. And I'm and that's my legacy on earth. I, it's it's provable, it's absolutely provable. Bless you. Bless
0: you, Auntie Nana. Final question. Okay, final question coming to you, and this is—you you can pick which way this is gonna go. Let us solve an issue for you, or we're gonna give you unsolicited auntie advice. Which one
1: do you want to go for? <laughs> i am scared for unsolicited auntie advice. I'm scared of that one, but yeah, I'll—I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. Wherever yeah. the panel feel, I'll take—I'll take you I'll, I'll take on board. I'll take on. Yeah, uns-
0: the- unsolicited. Auntie Advice, okay. It's not even that bad, but when I was doing my research yeah. on you, your website is absolutely atrocious. And I was like, nah, Jeff Schumann's website should not look like this. This is a living legend. I say this to my sons now, which you said for many Saturdays, like black people can't dance their way through life. I live by that. And yeah. yeah, I was just like, no, your website needs work. Needs I, I
1: haven't been on it for two yes, years.
0: No, see that there, see that there. I'm gonna chip in on that because as an auntie who works in the media, one thing that makes me mad, because I, I think when I did a post about you before, I did a post about you, I think on the Caribbean, on, um, Independence Day, and okay. I think I put your, your picture up with the flat, I was looking for good pictures of you. I was like, okay, you had one. So this is for me as a journalist, when I'm looking for pictures of people, I need good headshots, please. I need a website that's got nice, navigational buttons, it looks nice. There's lots of, lots of your um, join websites and you go on Fiverr and get someone to do it. Come on, Uncle Jeff, because okay, you're okay. No, to you're, absolutely,
1: you're absolutely right. It's, it's more to do, I'm, I'm writing a, a, a script on Felix Dexter. I've, I've dedicated myself because I've got the time and I'm in a position where I yeah. can give lots of free hours to do various things. But it's just that, you know, I know I'm not, I really should be tweeting and I really should be doing um, Insta. Yes. <laughs> but what do I do more of? The old people's one. Facebook. Facebook. Like a religion every <laughs> eight oh, to nine no, minutes. Uh, and then every time I meet people like, Facebook? Like, what's that? That's like VHS. But I just, the whole Instagram, <laughs> the whole tweeting, to sit there, because it's addictive to go through whatever. I came across the British blacklist, didn't know it was you, aka, didn't know it was there ever. Followed it. It looked positive. I came across this by accident and I fell in love. And I've never looked back. Um, something has to really keep my interest. Okay. Because I've reached the level of when people are saying, when are you going to bring your podcast back? Jeff, you had 350 on a Sunday regularly for three weeks. I'm, I'm not, well, I'm ready. I'm t- it's not about arrogance. Um, there are things that I would like to say and, and and why I've not gone back to broadcasting. Um, LBC offered me some overnights a, a year and a half ago, but I'm not interested in broadcasting at two o'clock in the morning. And you've got Nick oh. Ferracis on primetime spewing oh, out yeah. poison. I'm not interested. Give me that. Give me that. I've, I've proven myself. At BBC London, yes. I've proven myself at Choice. When I was at Choice, I had the biggest ever audience yes. on a Saturday, it beat breakfast. No radio station should that ever happen to. Can we chip in?
0: I, I don't know if Chara and Auntie Shade want to chip in because you see that legacy that you're talking about there, it needs to be documented. And I'm sure Auntie Shade would have something to say about that.
3: Honestly, I think it's, it's important because you advocate for black people And by you not talking about what you do, you're kind of like given a distorted kind of view of history. And you have to, you have to, it's your responsibility to document what you do, shout about it, get other people to shout about it. So people know who you are, what your contribution is. It's imperative. So I'm telling you off for that one. Yeah. What did you say? You you talked about
4: changing the narrative, right? So you've got to change the narrative. You've got to say it loud, say it proud, scream it out. Show people what you've done. We, four aunties here, highly respect you. And there are so many people out there that need to know about Jeff Schumann and what you represent and what you've done and what you're still doing. The fact that you're doing this play, it sounds amazing. I can't wait to come and see it. That needs needs to be documented. And like Auntie AK said, you don't even have to do the work. You could pay a man on Fiverr to do that shit for you. But get yes. your son, talk to your sons, your sons will know how to hook you up. Yes. And get if, if, get if, if you're
1: under thirty-five, you'll 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 know who I am. Um yes. if you're when I go into schools, it's, it's how painful it is when you you're talking to 15 or 60 year old and they say, my mum says she remembers you, you're sort of sitting there like oh. <laughs> but that's okay. Do you
0: know what the thing is? I think to, that's okay, I think. Yeah. I think
1: that's okay. That
4: yeah. is okay.
2: Sometimes.
4: It's totally okay. But you know what they should be able to do? They should be able to go on Google and research you, not yeah. your name. And they should be able to get new stuff, not just stuff that you, you know, did before. They should be able to re- yeah. realize your legacy yeah. and what you're doing now. <laughs>
1: that yeah, re- the, re- the, reason why, the reason why I'm honored to be on this platform more than anything, I've said it enough to you privately off it and why I, I'm, is because there's not enough of it. If I had television and I had power, there, would nobody, there wouldn't even be a discussion if the four of you into a studio and sit back and tell an executive producer, keep quiet and listen to what these women have to say. AK is yeah. a presenter. All of you, don't get me wrong, but but AK, you know, could do the one, <laughs> could, do the, could, do, could do that show, so the one guess. show. I'm any one of you on Not this.
0: Not my unsolicited advice is Uncle Jeff's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, any, any, any one of you,
1: any one of you on this platform could do the one show, could do that show at six. Seven. Any one of you, that's unusual because normally there's someone who's superbly strong, and it's like, well, we're all led by blah blah blah. If you, you know, I, I shouldn't have to wait for to see Angelica Bell playing second fiddle to Martin Lewis and people like that. But I'm subjected to a black woman who come off a reality show whose main skill is laughing loud. That's her skill. It's AK. like AK. All of you are looking at me as if like, well, come on, Jeff, she's just being herself. But that's the narrative. The louder you laugh, the further you go. Michael Richards, the football pundit. OK, OK, all right. I hear,
3: I hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. But I do think that what you, what you can do is by putting your things out there is like how we will have diversity in the in the narrative isn't it yeah because we need there is a, I know I, I hate myself for saying that but there is a space for that that does exist but there needs to be other examples too and you are an example of that so that's that's your contribution so those kind of characters they kind of get weighed out by the alternative. Yeah. That's, that's where we need to be, because there's, you can complain about it, but if you're not putting your stuff out there, then how is it being challenged? No, yeah. you
1: know, that's how I live on Facebook. The, the one thing my claim to fame now is myself, a guy called Cecil Gutsmore, Benjamin Zephaniah, and um, the Honourable um, Gus John. Uh, many years ago, I was offered an MBE. I've never felt so insulted in all my life <laughs> <I love laughs> to be a story. member of the British Empire. With no, the history no. I know. of what, Now, again, that's not me saying no. that others shouldn't take it, so ladies on this panel. That's up to you. But for Jeff Schumann and what I represent, for what you did to my, 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 my fathers and my forefathers and my foremothers, that to offer me an MBE, potential OBE, because what did they write to you first to let you know you've been nominated? And I didn't respond. But we, 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 this has got to be a, one of my wind up, my prank calls. Who in their right mind would want to see or have me as Jeff Schumann MBE S-S-S-S Simon Woolley? I've had conversations with these people. Sir Simon Woolley. Sir Mick Jagger. You see, we all say one thing, but when the opportunity Kwame Kwayama, aka Ian Roberts, we were at college together as students. Oh, Kwame was one of the really most one of the most outspoken. His, his, his European name was Ian Roberts. Wow. I used to, at eighteen, nineteen have a curly perm. Shake it around, loved it. Yeah, 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 Jeff Schumer. I was slender. Get them, get them, loved it or whatever. Blinding myself with the sweat from the grease. But hey, hey, ho, was what it was. <laughs> I remember Kwame and a couple of guys, one of them was his cousin, they formed a production company called Tro Out Poe, we was doing kind of black media at the time. Brilliant stuff. Kwame's view on the British Empire, Europeans in particular, was exactly the same level as where I'm at now. What, what, what is it now? Kwame, Kwame, MBE, okay. Edinesta, MBE, okay. Loads of friends of mine who are senior, I've got no problem, take it, that's up to you. But when you wanna start talking about historical and institutional racism, know what that thing represents. And I'm in a position to sit here and say that because I've done my reading, I've done my research. The book that changed my life was How Europe Underdeveloped Africa by a a Guyanese author called Walter Rodney. And the second book that changed my life completely was a book by a guy called Eric Williams called Capitalism and Slavery Mm. an absolute masterpiece. I read that one. Capitalism and Slavery. slavery, Eric Williams. The guy who wrote it later became the the Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago, Eric Williams. And when he got into power, you know, the first thing he did was he banned his own book. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's that whole thing of, of knowledge of being able to share and tell people the word um, Carib and Caribbean. Caribs were, Caribs were the people that used to eat the Portuguese traders. Columbus was an Italian. He wasn't a Spaniard. He was an Italian in Spanish ships. And, and when they used to arrive on the islands, whenever they caught their seamen, the Caribs used to eat them. The word being means land. In its tightest form, Caribbean means land of savages. I go to a seminar one day, a man's telling me Caribbean means Caribbean. Carry, on, carry the answers. I'm sitting like this, like, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. People who are Dom- Go on, sorry. People no. who are Dominican. People who are Dominican are called the island is called Dominica. I don't know if you know this, but the Italian word for Sunday is Dominica. Columbus got there on a Sunday. So that's why it's called Dominica. And they're called Dominican Sunday people. Wow. I
0: did not know, know, know that either. Do you know what? Because um, we, Auntie Nana and I used to be in a Facebook group. And I remember being re-educated in quotes, re-educated to call, to stop saying West Indian and say Caribbean. So now you're saying that. The thing is though,
4: thing is though, I don't. Say, I try very hard not to say West Indian because the reason, the connotation behind West Beautiful. Indian. Exactly. Somebody exactly. that yeah. was got there, and he was like, "I'm in the in, I'm in India." I'm in the West Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we cool. So that's why it's not. You can't be saying West Indies. I know. I know that's what I'm not Everyone agrees with that, but for me personally, um. But the be. thing is,
0: I'm too far yeah, None of the, the type titles in. are right, though.
1: None yeah, of the types. The, right. the thing is, sisters. No, no you're right. The the, the way you have to be very careful, when you have come into knowledge of self, you cannot, this is just me speaking, again, I'm speaking for me. You can't sit and start lecturing people like you've got some sort of superiority complex. You've got to explore. This is why I love this podcast. I I know I go on about you guys all the time, but if you know how it makes me feel, it's almost orgasmic to meet black women like you and be like, wow, they do exist. That, you know, you've got to explore things with people, Um, offer them clean glass, dirty glass, and see where they're at. I don't use, you know, I, 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 I got to 21 before I realized I was African. What does that tell you? I knew nothing about Marcus Garvey. My father was an economist who's absolutely clear that his children's duty was to get to university. My other sister was older than me. She's a university lecturer at Metropole University. She runs the, she's the head of their social work department. She's a senior lecturer there. They're oh, mostly.
4: Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, Catherine Schumann. Is my, is my other sister, not the other one who was the mayor. So I, I come from a tradition of people that I'm the one who wants to be ragga, who wants to be more street and to be known that I can chat with the men them and chat with the ladies them and laugh and the rear, rear, rare. Because it's almost like being a schizophrenic. That you know, you got to remember, Jeff, who and what you are. But I, I just can't, because I've read. Those that read are those that lead. And I, I just, you know, I can say I absolutely um, do not look at people who have not read or had the opportunity to further their education. Never in a million years. I think it's the most disrespectful, most awkward and wrong thing you can do to anybody. It's outrageous. What you need to do with people is say that you went. Know, you we some of us went to uni, some of us didn't. What are we? Are we Al-Kaboolans? Um, uh, do you know what? Before you all shout me down, I've still not seen Black Panther, the film. Still not seen it. That's okay. That's because fine. Because the, the hype and the mythology of black Don't people. Lie and say that's
4: okay. Sorry. Don't lie and say that's okay. That's fine. Because if we said that, you'd be <laughs> on our nuts. I'm like, a bit I'm a bit trouble.
0: Trouble. No, no. At the time, at the time, I would have been. But Simple. since then, there's been a level of education where, no, it's fine. Because actually, because there's a level of, of uh, people were inspired, to, people
1: went to go and see it, people loved it, and then we went back to being our normal self straight after. It's almost like getting that insulin injection to control the diabetes or putting a plaster on a cut. That after everyone went to see it, and people still were like, You haven't seen it? Um, it's been on Sky, I've got it on cable, I've got it on an legal app. I've got, I've got no thirst to want to see it, no thirst. I know it's important. I encourage young people to go and see it. But as Jeff Schumann, a Disney character, whatever, in some mythical land, we're so a million miles apart from it that our food chains controlled by people who look nothing like us. I'm more important. Uh, it's more important for me to inculcate young black men, to tell them of their African heritage, to let them know that when someone's got an African name, you must honor, treasure, and respect it. It's more important than Stormzy. That part. Right? That's, that's, that's my mission. Is to stop our young men from self-harming and to understand that our women as well but my role with young black men in particular is to give them a self sense of pride and dignity because I was that guy I was that miseducated I loved white women I'm you, I never dated but I'm the age of 15. like I said I just thought if I met any of you four black women at 14 15 the most we could be is brother and sister' sure. Uncle definitely
4: right. probably related to me anyway you said you're Dominicans my boy.
0: <laughs> is that, look at Uncle Jeff. Is that your phone, Uncle
1: Jeff? It's, it's on silent. I don't know why. It, it wasn't is, on it's... silent, Uncle Jeff. It is.
2: <laughs> you, saw, you heard me. You
1: saw me earlier. <laughs> I put oh, I mean, <laughs>
2: it on, <laughs> on silent.
1: Witness, <laughs> witness this. I put it on silent. And it, and it came back again. I don't uncle, Jeff, uncle Jeff, that's your <laughs> uncle. It Honestly, I, 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 I'm better than that. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's on, on silent. silent
0: okay
2: we could
1: actually talk to you for hours but time is of the essence thank you so much for your time Listen, um, ladies I, I, i'm happy to make a jingle for you whenever you're ready send it to you and, and promote you because honestly what you do with the rubbish i have to put up with with Alison, what's her name and blah 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 <laughs> this is this is exactly and I, and I and then before i love you and leave you no okay. We're not Okay I find I find it painful that when you women exist I'm subjected if I was white and I watched that as it's portrayed and put in front of me on a Friday morning <laughs> I not am going to have to research
0: I've never watched. watched her I've never watched her and I I have heard the commentary about her but I can't pass judgment because she's Is doing her
1: thing. AK? Like I said, bring her on this podcast, and it's just the narrative. Michael Richards, the football pundit, it's the it's the loud, Ainsley, it's the loud laughing, the, the rusty Lee that gets there's you there's prime time.
3: Type. Those types,
1: there's always going to be those types. But there's but, but, but Auntie Charlotte, but why are you not? Why well, you know? There's always going to be those types. If yeah. we accept that narrative, you know, I could take this reel of Auntie AK and say, here it is. Here is the person who does blah, blah, blah. Well, what's her backstory? This is Auntie Farrah, blah, blah, blah. What's her backstory? What, what, she's got nine kids? Killed anybody? How loud does she laugh? That's how painful it is. That's why it hurts me. And that's why I'm outspoken. And I say the things I say. I feel
3: like, though, in saying what you're saying, and I get it, but it is at the same time, like, can come across really disrespectful
1: to her, and like agreed. I'm asking for a balance, Sister Shah. Right. I'm all I'm asking for is a balance of for black me. women and the portrayal of them at prime time. Yeah. I know she's being herself. I know she's um what she is, but she's there because of what she is. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, you put her I mean, there, man. A man is sitting there like this, or Auntie AK, like <laughs> wow, okay, right. Um, she ain't laugh loud yet, and. My God, she seems so intellectual. You know, w- 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 what's the hook? I need to know no, that, no, auntie, that she's going to start screaming loud and laughing loud. I think, no, no, really, I think
3: with Alison, though, it's just not about attacking someone. Like, I'm
1: not attacking her. I'm I'm doing a yeah, comparison. To
3: be honest, it can come across like that. that. Well, um, you know,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm being honest <laughs> about myself. It just doesn't make me popular. I, I look at this as a beacon to hold it up against those who I see in those positions who are often put in front of us. I look at Jermaine Jennings. I look at Dion Dublin and people like that, and then I look at Michael Richards, who's now everywhere. And if you again do your research, watch this football pundit, and you see he's Alison Hammond without breasts.
3: But the thing is, I just think that really and truly, and I, I don't know, we don't know where this podcast is gonna go. Do you know what I mean?
1: But what I'm I speaking for me is Jeff, and I'm not including the artist to make no comment. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 let's show you. I hear what
3: you're wait, saying. Wait, wait, one, second, second,
1: going, one second,
3: one second. Uncle Jeff (laughs) and it's just that I I just think that you know we don't have to to succumb or we don't have to go through that path We I feel like we're not here to compromise ourselves in any sort of way and also we're here to kind of keep our integrity Um, and that's just like a personal choice but I just don't really like the fact of like going after Alison in that kind of way do you know what I mean because she is you know, she is a fellow black woman. We come in all shapes and sizes. We show up differently. So I think there is a space for her and there's a space for us. And we don't have to be pitted against each
0: other. So yeah, I, right, yes. I, 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 like I agree that. with you. I, I hear you, definitely. Um, I agree. I, the thing I've on heard both sides of it, I understand that there is a particular type of of black woman that does make it onto the mainstream. And it does seem to be one way from since I was a kid. Like Rusty Lee I Lee. Did love Rusty Lee. Loved love her. Know. Um, but you then I remember Ainsley coming along. I mean, it's probably like my brother or sister just being like, it's the same person, but a man. And then seeing it again in lots of different ways, like um, and and studying media and really being like, okay, so for a black person, there is a very limited space for you if you speak out and have an opinion. You you seem to get one season run and then you're out. But if you're agreeable and kind of go along with the status quo, you can be around for a good 15 to 20 years. And I have friends that literally have lived that, have, that's their career. And they, and we openly have talks about it and they are like, I'm not stepping out in front of anything. I'm not stepping out to speak on anything. Because, and I get it, they have mortgages, they have families to provide for, all of that. But to me, it is, I wouldn't compromise my opinions on things for a check, because I know that money is just a currency flow and you can make money in so many different ways. So I wouldn't just do it for, to be on TV, to pay to pay bills. There are other ways to do it, but I, I, I get it. It's like, you don't need to trash it in any way but there definitely is a particular style
1: and a particular type of black woman that does really well. And that, that, aunties, is what my argument is. When I first got to Choice, a woman called Rihanna Scipio did a chat show and the management made it very clear to me. Yeah, remember, Saturday was Scipio. Before that, it had been two guys called Dallione and George K, it was a comical thing, that was a big show. Um, It was made very clear to me, auntie AK, after about five or six months, because I was there playing music constantly, whatever that if you go down the route of talking, black people are only interested in race and relationships. And if you go down that road and the figures are bad, you'll lose your show. And I had persuaded the managing director, Patrick Berry at the time and said, look, Patrick, give me an opportunity. It's how you pitch the politics. Within the space of two years, the biggest show on a music station that was predominantly playing urban music was a talk show. Will it tell you? One, black people do want to talk. Like yeah. here, and two, it depends on how you pitch the politics. You pitch it in a particular way, you can't dance your way through These are catchphrases that came to me. I am not, let me be very clear, Eddie Ness is my friend, but Eddie follows a brief on BBC London. I couldn't do that in the constraints of that behaviour. You, Alison Hammond, Rusty Lee, our, Michael Richards are product of a particular narrative that they enjoy and they force feed us. Frank Bruno was no accident. When I've met white people and tried to explore Frank Bruno, and you see how upset they get almost immediately. Oh, nothing wrong about Frank. Because the more unpolitical you are, and the more non-threatening you are, you fit that narrative. And they're comfortable with you. That's not me saying, that um, uh, Auntie Charlotte that they mustn't take those opportunities. I'm arguing now, I'm arguing openly, that there are four black women that I discovered by chance. And I've never looked back. I don't, you know, I, I get invited to, I, I, did a, I did a podcast on Saturday for Black Fatherhood, but they've been chasing me for like a year and a half. I don't generally do these things because I'll meet so-and-so OBE who wants to all this black talk. And yet the last black woman he kissed was his mum. You know, I, I haven't got, I just don't have time yeah. to pretend, to sit with these people who make these um, pronouncements, who make these speeches. I've been an actor in my life. I'm not acting anymore. The stakes are too high for our people. So I'm not going to sit quietly and say Alison Hammond's okay. I'm not talking about her as an individual. I'm talking about the system that when you come with a, a, an Auntie Sade or an Auntie A.K. and say, "Here is a black woman," forget about experience and her contemporaries who could sit and host a debate. You could put them on a question time panel, and I wouldn't have to jump behind the sofa. When 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 Obama got in and was going to come to his inauguration, they had on Baroness How. Do not remember who they went and got to talk black politics? Dizzy Rascal. Dizzy Rascal, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> go, go on Newsnight, and you, someone made a conscious decision to put someone who's never talked about politics in his life and put them there for us to see. There is a space for everybody, but where's the space for black women like you? I don't see it often enough, so I'm going to shout loud. I'm going to make noise. I don't decry Alison Hammond, but when I've been to a couple of meetings um, at Television Centre, and the character that were written for this sitcom was, I actually said, that character reminds me of a woman I used to watch on TV growing up called Rusty Lee. And the white guy was like, oh, you remember Rusty Lee? Yeah, yeah. We've got a more of like an Alison Hammond type. To which that part of my brain was, here we go. Why can't you just be an ordinary, functioning, working black woman who hasn't got this loud, infectious laugh? Do, do any of you ever watch a thing called Blackish? Have you seen yeah. Blackish? Yeah. I worship it with a passion. My wife and kids. I worship it with a passion. All I'm asking, ladies, is what you do, is, in my personal opinion, whilst you said all the things you said to me about my past, what you four women do is so important. I don't think, just like when people used to speak to me 20 years ago, I don't think you realise how important you are. You really can't. You don't. If it needs me to tell you how important you four of you are, as equipped and skilled as the four of you are. I've never said this about anybody before. I've never been this generous. But the time has come that black women who behave the way you do, AK skill of hosting, let's move on and blah, blah, blah. For Auntie Farah been able to talk street and articulate herself. You, Auntie Shah, every single one of you, Auntie Nana, every one of you on this panel, that you know what? They would never allow me to produce a program or to get it through the front door. Because you do not fit. One of you has to start laughing very loudly. Really, really <laughs> loudly. Maybe two of you, or there may be three of you. And then aren't you, Sade. I'll be coming back to you and saying, Hey Sade, I love the show you lot have got on. I think it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and on that note, um, let's get the comments.
0: <laughs> No, Sorry, I am
1: what I am But it is what it is No, I
3: feel yeah. you. And
1: thank you as well <laughs> thank, no, you, very, thank
0: you Very much, thank much. You. Actually, because, the, tear yeah, no, the tears in my eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does mean a lot anyway To just hear this from you Because I remember as a kid Listening to Choice And even having a space To talk freely To me is so far off of what I thought Would be happening this year But even just talking to you like I remember when you first popped up, that was it, it was like, no way, Jeff Schumann is watching us. Because I would listen and just really admire your frankness, just being on radio, just talking things that I would hear in my house that you don't, you don't, you don't hear on radio, you don't see on TV, you don't really hear the real. So as soon as the like um AK came to us and was like, This is what I want to do, it was just, you know. I'm I'm going to say my opinions on stuff like I'm not going to be able to hold back because having the opportunity to do that meant so much. Hearing it meant a lot to me. It's like you planted a seed. Wonder. So having you pop up was so like, oh, my God, like this is the this is totally the person who we would want to advocate for us really, in Do my you know, I
1: didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't know you lot existed. I just could not believe. I was scouring through Facebook and I came across the four of you. Okay, I know AK briefly from past professional encounters, but I was looking and I was thinking, well, what were the rest of them? And then the level of chat, the level of debate, the level of sophistication, the types of terminology and the fun, and no one was this overbearing. Yeah! <laughs> I was like, wow. That's like, I contacted a friend of mine. I said, listen, you've got to watch this lot here. They're on YouTube. Um, um, I, don't, I know one of them, I reckon. I don't know any of the others. But there's four of them. And all four of them are brilliant. And I, and I say that, like I say, people who look at this recording and I, don't, I feel no way, because I've never done it for anybody before, what you ladies, what you four black women represent, mm-hmm. nobody else is doing on, on social media with the level of articulation and the level of seriousness, and the level of humour. And it breaks my heart that, you know, there's a new channel out called Yanga TV, whether you know them or not. This yeah, sit, I think this we've all been there. Well, this <laughs> would sit magnificently on a platform like that, with the, in the hope that a sponsor would pick it up. I'd love to be involved promoting this, using my voice. I'm going to make jingles for you, because I, I think you're more important than you know. It's not just about sitting in your yard and, OK, oh, every Tuesday, let's get together and blah, blah, blah that there are a generation of young black women that I see in schools that you know what this is the record this is this is what should be shown in a PHSE lesson of black women intellectually articulate and arguing. That is not me saying there's no space for well listen blood you get me fam The swear down and rah 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 this this whole is it blue blue something that everyone's going on about what, this, blue, this, therapy. This, blue therapy <laughs> I just, you know, I've written a sketch about it. The more dysfunctional we are or we appear, the greater the hits. I'm not asking for a balance. I'm not telling anybody on this panel, any of you, I'm not saying you mustn't like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nay, Nay, whoever. I'm not telling you, you mustn't like the soaps. I'm not telling you, you mustn't like Blue Therapy. But you know what? I yearn for the day where a black man sits on a panel with being interviewed by a therapist who says how much I love my black woman and how much I love my... So you're going to try and get myself in trouble because I'm assuming that everyone goes up with black people. I'm not saying that, but I love my partner. She's yeah. a strength. She's a source of inspiration to me. I'm not going to disrespect my queen and blah, blah, blah. Why am I not allowed to see that imagery? With black people say, no, it's an act. No, 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 black, black men don't behave that way. And black women can't be so supportive. You know, oh, oh, why hasn't she weaponized the children against him? Because he's a what? He's a he's a waste, man. We're always following the tired, the same tired narrative. I came across the four of you, and I was like, wow. Thank you.
0: Um, let's get the comments because I could see be a being guest all day, but we must <laughs> move <them. laughs> on. Okay, right. So, Mia Darte says, "I've always been on the fence about the whole MBE, OBE. Listening to Uncle Jeff, I know now that it makes no sense to accept it." i open whatever doors without it. Um, And um, Aquia says, Guam Jeff, MBE, OBE, it's all bullshit. And Mr. Tang says, our original name was, wow, um, Watunkubuli, I think. Watunkubuli. I don't know. Um, Let me go to red.
4: Dominicans, I think.
0: Okay. Um, Red border says, um, "Do you believe that Allison is being authentic or performative for the crowd and the queens?" And Antoinette says, "I agree with Auntie Shade. There is a space for people like Allison. Allison H. However, when you have seen sixty-seven episodes of White ACN and see the intelligence, knowledge, and warmth Im- emanating from you guys, you can side-eye." the Alisons, cause the auntie should have all that and could bot it hands down. <laughs> uh, and there's lots and lots of lots of, yeah, and lots of the truth. And, um, and Ronald says, that's how I felt when I first saw you ladies. And definitely Ronald has kind of watched all 67 episodes like Antoinette as well. So thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, let's move on to what's made you sad Mad and glad. Auntie Sada, you're up first.
3: Oh. Okay, I'm prepared. <laughs> what, <laughs> what has made me sad is, I don't know if you guys saw on social media, there was this little boy called Tyler who was getting bullied by some family members because he um, is gay and stuff, or whatever, but I thought that was, it was just really heartbreaking to just see that, literally bullying him on film, and there is a special place in hell for um parents who do this type of thing and you know encourage um that bullying behavior i think what has made me mad is the hypocrisy of the government hitting back or kind of like spreading this negative uh uh rhetoric about protest and doing nothing about football supporters frigging congregating in central London, you know, doing like playing in the rain, in the dirty streets, like they're doing nothing about that, but you can't protest something that's important. It's just fucking irritating. Um, And what has made me glad, so many things. So first of all, obviously Jeff being on the show, it's just like, Amazing, um, you know, for Brixton. I used to miss a choice player every day. Um, so yeah, this is definitely like a, a moment for me, so that's really cool. Um, also, Rick and Morty is back season five. Very happy, you guys. I did think of all? you
0: yesterday. <laughs> I meant to take, I meant to send that to you. Yeah, yeah, go on.
3: Um, and then also uh, every day Friday, my company um, that I'm co-founded with um, my niece, uh, we have a pop-up on Thursday with a new artist called uh, Ego LMA, and she's Ooh. debuting her um, her album Honey for Wounds. Um, so we're going to be um, one of the uh, companies still in our wares at that. So yeah,
1: oh, brilliant. Can we, we can go? Can we? Sorry, go? what did you say? Well, What's coming? What's coming back for season five? Rick and Moy. Okay. Do you know Rick and Morty? I'm going to lie and say, yeah, of course I do.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's very cartoon. It's a, a cartoon? cartoon, yeah. But it's like based on science and time travel.
0: It's <laughs> real life popular culture and stuff. It's very
1: good.
3: I really <laughs> love it and I don't care.
1: <laughs> no, it season, is. Good. Season five of The Good Fights coming back. That's also very good. Um,
0: my sad, mad and glad. So sad that I had to put my heating back on because let's not have it's summer, so don't get me mad, so I had to put my heat was um, so It's also a mad, so I'm very sad I'm mad about this. But I'm also mad, um, first of all, two daddy long legs decided to enter my bedroom, and no one invited them so they can get the frick on. Mm-hmm. And I'm also mad that, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to buy hair, because I mean, I'm growing my hair out, and so I'm using extensions, and everyone looking, it's getting harder and harder to find color one. Color, if you're looking at the hair grades, color one means black. And it moves up, potentially, like one B is off black, two is brown, and you start to go into the colors. One, number one, is becoming harder to find. I don't like it. It's anti blackness, in my opinion, because I have black hair and I don't understand why I can't buy color one hair. My hair is black. Let's not go down this. Yes, Auntie Farah.
3: Have you gone on natural star story? Is that the. Yes, no, it is. Thank you so much, Auntie Farah. Unfortunately, yeah. we only have color 1B at the moment, but we do have a 50% off sale. So if yeah. you guys want to go to Natural Style Story and
0: get your hair, please go. I will go and get my hair from Natural Style yeah. Story. I don't mind having 1B hair.
2: Thank
0: you. Okay, okay. so like color as well, Auntie Shade. That would be really appreciative. Okay. So, um, okay, but that's, I thank you and props to everywhere to Natural Style Story. My problem is my hair is black and 1B, against my black hair can sometimes look, there is actually a difference. And so I really do need color one hair and it's getting me mad that it seems to be erased from the- where,
1: where, where, did you buy, where, where did you generally buy it from?
0: Um, it used to be from the hair shows. I, I haven't extended my hair for a while. So now I'm getting back into extending my hair. I need the color, and I need number one, and I need people to stop doing this, otherwise I'm gonna to have to go and buy 1B, and then dye it, and that's a process I don't want to do. Anyway, that's my mad. My glad, um, <laughs> it's a bit silly, but I really love my new tattoos. I just, I got them on for Auntie Farah's birthday, and I just really love them. I don't know, there's something calming about them, and I just really love them. And I'm also glad that my mom hasn't noticed them yet, because I'm scared of her, and I'm scared of what she's gonna say. Okay, what are you doing? Yes, exactly, she'll be like, hey. So I'm very glad that she hasn't noticed them, but I just really love them. And that's it, Auntie Farah
4: um okay so this week i am very sad at the loss of my uncle chopsy sorry um honey don't set me off as
0: well
4: yeah um so uncle chopsy was like a linchpin in the family Mm. and he's just gonna be really missed because he was a brilliant lovely loving funny joke man who could hang with like the older nieces and the younger nieces and the younger kids like everybody in the family genuinely loved him and he was just a fantastic person and he is a massive 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 loss to the family so that has got me very sad this week um i'm really sorry <laughs> i
0: apologize uncle jobs no, love really. yeah, to let it out just let it flow
4: yeah um so am mad, switch up a little bit, is fucking Prince William and his fucking bullshit and his fucking <laughs> story that's come out where they're chatting about oh Prince William, he separated the houses because he wanted to, because of Meghan's bullying and oh that's the reason why and he's gonna be king and he needs to do it and he's the only member of the royal family with any credibility. Fuck off, Prince William. It's still the same story you're trying to push that you're okay. I'm really starting to believe that he was the one that said the thing about the baby. Because he. In real hard to make himself look different that's my mad um and my glad is i've got two glads i'll go with the first one so i'm glad that my hairdresser's making a comeback speaking about extensions got me thinking about that so my hairdresser does my extensions she went into retirement she's coming semi semi out of retirement um and i'm very glad about that because i will soon have my extensions back at the longest length where i have to swish like that and then my last glad is for my family um yeah i'm just really glad for my family and what we're going through right now and that we're all there for each other and i just love you all out there and my family in here too i'm glad for you
0: love you too auntie farah auntie nano it's bloody hard when people cry it always sets me off okay yeah all right um yeah, so my sad has really been, I have a couple of friends that lost their parents to coronavirus throughout the year. And just seeing lots of news reports coming out that um, the lab in Wuhan, it does seem like it actually was um, a contaminant from this lab. And, you know, it's a man-made virus. I was just, I've just been wondering, like, if they're going to get together if there's going to be class actions to sue the lab or actually sue China for not containing it and and going down that road of thinking about it just made me really really sad that they didn't need to lose their parents like that so yeah that kind of set me off on a on a little cry one morning and then i'm super mad at the white women doing their tears tiktok videos like as much as it's like, oh my God, yeah, of course, this is what they do. It just triggered me because at various times when I would work for places, probably two occasions working at a job, I've had two white women just cry that they were being intimidated by me when actually they were just being fuckeries and I spoke on it and then they started crying. <laughs> so it just set me off, like literally like, oh, th- that they're even doing this. That they're showing it pissed me off, really. So that made me vexed. Um, And I'm totally glad that in all of this, like I can, I'm a Gemini, so my emotions can go up and down and I can have moods to myself from time to time. I rediscovered Wim Hof and his breathing exercises. And I used to do it a lot a couple of years ago when uh, I watched something and he was on and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna really do his breathing exercises again. And it's just kind of mellowed out my up and down mood style. And so yeah, I'm just really glad that I found room possible again. And I enjoy breathing deeply and consistently. And I'm working my way up to having cold showers as well. Uh,
1: Uncle Jeff, can you? <laughs> I, I just realised. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but um, I think we got. I think Auntie Far- Auntie Nana said that you're going to be working up to getting cold showers again.
4: I can only do that in the Caribbean, like we're in a hot country. I can only do cold showers then like in this country later i need all the heat
0: i can get if you're breathing through it it actually becomes easier like you can breathe your way through it and it doesn't feel cold so i'm working my way hopefully by monday i'll be ready to do cold showers okay auntie um uh, auntie uncle jeff what's your
1: sad mad and glad this week uh my mom's birthday 85th birthday tomorrow um because of covid and she's with one of my sisters won't get to see her so it will be a whatsapp Mum, love you, blah, blah, blah. It's also the second wow. year. Uh, my father died two years ago uh, oh. on the 7th of He died on the 19th of May, buried the 7th of June. So um, so that's it's, it's June's quite a sad month, because both my parents are born 23rd. My mum, 26th, would have been my father's 90th birthday.
2: Oh. So
1: um, sad uh, for me. Um, mad is that I just, I I, I do, I do read a lot in terms of the media and it's just, I just honestly, I just keep looking at the narratives that they always churn out. The the, the latest one was a black guy, 22, jumped out the dock at Wood Green, uh, after being sentenced to 10 months in prison, he jumped up and cleared the dock, front page of The Sun. I I was, I was, I just didn't want to look at the Daily Mail and then my London and everything and it was like, you know what Jeff, why why get angry? Don't raise the blood pressure, that's what you have to expect and glad, really pleased Friend of mine, older than me, a football hero. His name's Paul Cannaville. First black guy to play for Chelsea. They've named their centennial suite after him at the Chelsea Football Band. It will now no. be known as the Cannaville suite. And he nearly, Paul nearly died earlier this year. He's had quite a checkered life. Um, wonderful. Ten children for ten different women. Doesn't hide that. Um, flirted, unfortunately, with narcotics for a period of life. But as a kid growing up who wanted to be a footballer, he made it. And at the most racist club in the 80s at the time in London, 70s and 80s. And I used to get tickets to go and see him play and, and with his cousin. Um, and we had to be kept in the ground for our own protection from other Chelsea fans. who might we, we were there supporting Chelsea. who might attack us as two young black kids. That's my real, real, real glad. And and, and also, I was invited to, to appear on the 22nd of June. Historically, with the four blacks, best black women on the, on the internet, that's also another reason for me to be very glad about. Thank you so much. Thank Let's get the thank
0: you okay so um lots of condolences to you auntie farah um and ronald says my sad is that it's looking more and more like our american experiment in democracy may be coming to an end and antoinette says just the glad this week glad uncle jeff is on the panel this week always respect his view from the days of choice and remember when he once invited me and my girls on his breakfast show as an apology for advertising a club that we attended, which was more raggo than anything we'd ever experienced. It was in the Old <laughs> Kent Road, And Jeff was gracious and funny as hell and made up for the trauma we experienced at that club. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
0: beautiful, man. That's
1: wicked. Um, I feel it's- like I know that club. <laughs> <laughs> i am glad the artists were the ones who came with me on that night there. to <laughs> At gmail.com. Um,
0: and finally, before we go, let's get your, um, what have you got an unpopular opinion, Jeff? Who's on your hit
1: list? What, have you got one of them? I think it's it, 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 it's been, I, I just want, you know, my, my opinion is, is that I, I wait graciously for the day that you will be on television and I know Frank Bruno's got something coming on Thursday or something and I just know that, um, uh, that they really enjoy, and I say they, because you know, they've got mental health issues, they really enjoy the, they, they enjoy that imagery, that that that's on my. It's something I'm gonna to have to avoid on Thursday. I don't want to watch that. No, no. Um, I must say thank you so much for being on the show, Uncle Jeff. Thank you, thank ladies. You. I, I know you don't believe me, but honestly, trust me. Um, magnificent, magnificent.
0: Thank you so I'm not, much. I'm not
1: gonna sleep now. I don't think. Magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> been a brilliant,
0: brilliant, brilliant
1: show. Christmas Eve all over again. Waiting for the presents. To
0: work. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, oh we are presents, and thank you so much. It's been a brilliant show. Thank you, everyone, who, as usual, for watching and supporting. Really thank you, Jeff, for being on the show and saying such kind words about us and your great contributions. They've been funny and controversial and fun. Um, This is your Auntie's Good Never, episode 67. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, internet, Facebook, and Twitter. We are here every Tuesday live, 5 p.m., and you can watch us live via Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget when you listen to us on our podcast to leave a comment, leave a review, and share, share, share. Like, as Uncle Jeff, you need to make Uncle Jeff happy. You need to get us everywhere, so we need to get up there and be out there. So like, comment, subscribe, share, tell your friend, tell your friend, tell your friend, and um, we'll be back next week. As per usual, and that was your answer to never. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.